Hi, this is Rich Buckler. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. It's time. Like clockwork. Best day of the week. Hey, you whisper they can't hear you. Good. I want them to hear me. No, it's not good. Oh. I want them to, to hear your amazing voice. And your profound wisdom. That's hilarious. No, it's, it'd be nice to dap. Yeah, you. apparently. It'd be nice and light and dap. That, that stands, brother. <laughs> what? Apparently. Ah! <laughs> oh, boy. Where, where Jason at? I was, <laughs> I was trying to read the numbers. Yeah. Oh. We sound like Gollum. Oh. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second in turn? There's nothing attractive about that when the chick's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, and oh. you said Pern. And and, I thought and, you were talking about the dragon. And they're starting right? to cry because it's just like, the, oh, God, I hate that. I don't like that either. No. When the nose starts running. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I don't understand the pinch. The, the nose pinch. Like, why yes. do you want to cut off this yes. circulation? She's you, doing you I a favor. You, I need you to choke because th- yes. that'll, that, that will just... Because I'm manly. I, if you don't choke, I'm not a man. I guess because her tonsils are going to grab onto it and yank it even harder. I don't know. I just It makes no sense. You know what else I, I find mystifying? The cheek slap. All the time. All the time. What, what's it for? What can that possibly... You can't. You get no enjoyment, physical enjoyment out of the cheek slap. And pull, it's and, just degrading. And, and, and almost wrenching their breasts off. It, it, I don't get the cheek slap. I know. I know. <laughs> Wrenching, wrenching their breasts off. Yes. Wow. Just, we're off to a on. really good start it's, this yeah, year. Family friendly entertainment, folks. No, it's, it, I find a lot of, of porn mystifying. Yeah, we, oh, it's yeah. probably not, we probably don't want to get too deep on it here, but, but, uh, <laughs> same, for, uh same, for, same for Chicago. Yeah, there's definitely some, some, some very common things that happen in porn these days that just don't need to be as common. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Where's the love? Good evening, everyone. Home. I'll show you where the love is. The love is right here. Where is the love? Where is the love? 11 o'clock comics. Episode 407. We going to heaven. And I am Vince B. You are Vince B. It's true. I'm not lying. No, no, you are not. You are not mystified by porn at all. But uh, I am David A. Price. Yay. Yes, you are. And I am Beyonce Knowles' lead backup dancer. Uh, not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> not a good, mystified by that whole sequence. Uh, I did. Uh, you're much better looking than Beyonce Knowles' backup lead dancer. You're, you're Jason Wood. What's up? Seriously though, what was that all about? That whole thing. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, man. You know the thing that I took away from it. There are a lot of people willing to work really hard in a short amount of time. Yeah, right. Because when you when you think about how that stage was not there and then it was there and then it was not there in the space of like twelve minutes, that it was a huge, massive stage. Well, and they got it up. Time. And, no, well, obviously, but it, it it bewilders me how fast they can get in there, get the job done, get out. Because, you know, it, it's it's TV. You're on point. It's live so, TV. It's not even. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what clean I mean. it up. I, I, I was a fan of 
like each of those artists individually at times, but like in their careers. But uh, right. I personally didn't find the mashup of those three very appealing. No, no. I, the, the the Bruno appearance. I I heard. I once I knew it was Coldplay. I was like, all right, that's cool. Because I I ever since Parachutes, I'm 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 a Coldplay fan, and and it's um. I don't even know who they are. Yeah, you what? Do. So are you serious? No, he does. My kids don't even listen. Oh, to them. So, um, I'm just saying. I'm saying your kids lie to you. So the, um, I knew about Coldplay, and then they announced, you know, Beyonce's going to show up. But I had no idea that that Bruno Mars was going to play a part in it. I don't know when that was announced, or, or so. I was just, I was all right. That that's cool. I mean, it already sounds a little. Over the top, because once you announce Beyonce, even even your headliner, even the people you did peg to do the show are going to be overshadowed. And now yeah. you just it's add like, It's like a Batman sequel, that. though. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, yeah. Add, Let's add, see how many we can stick in. Yeah. yeah. I just I thought it was weird to have Bruno Mars back. I mean, he just, he was the head, he was the performer two years ago. I mean, he was the headliner. Right. So right. it's like, I don't know. The man is slick, though. He is. He was my Very favorite slick. part of the three, for sure. And Beyonce didn't lose all the baby weight. She's she, a little too thick. I think she needs to yeah, tighten back a little up. Bit. I mean, she's still beautiful. She can but, still move, though. I give her that. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, you don't have to be thick yeah. to get absolute rock bottom Even if prices. You're thick, you can. Well, yeah. You, they'll take anyone. Your money's good at DCBService.com. DCBService.com, where you and everybody you know can get absolute lowest prices on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as, I did it up proper this week. Mm. I have a trio. First of which, from Image, it is written by Mr. Jason Aaron, with art by R.M. Guerra. It's the goddamn trade paperback Volume 1, The Flood. It's a mature reader's title. Cover price. Now, you know they do this for the first installments of their trade paperbacks. Ongoing series anyway. You can get it for $9.99. That's the cover price. But DCB service customers get it for half that. $4.99. And this is collects the uh, first five issues. So it's a bargain. You're paying a buck an issue. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Dynamite continues to separate me from my money. It looks like an ongoing trend. This is written by Mr. Phil Hester with art by Brent Peebles. Yes. Felipe Massafera did the cover as long as, as well as that Alex Ross chap. It's the Gold Key Alliance, number one of five. Yeah. Magnus, Robot Fighter, Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, Solar. Um, who else is in there? Turok, oh, my, Magnus, my, Mighty Solar, Samson. Spectre, Mighty Samson. Yes. How could I say no to this? That is true. I can't. No, you can't. I absolutely can't. I don't know how you could say no to it. Exactly. Right. Uh, don't maybe like that. The, the cover price is $3.99, but being a special anointed one, you can get it at DCBService.com for $1.99 for the first issue. That's 50% off. And last, but uh not intentional from Valiant, written by Robert Venditti, art by Raoul Allen and Patricia Martin. It is the Wrath of the Eternal Warrior trade paperback, volume one, Risen. This series is fantastic. This collects the first four issues. Um again, taking a nod from image, Valiant has priced this collection at nine ninety nine. But you will pay half that 
$4.99. DCBService.com does not mind late orders or order additions, and you get your books all wrapped up nice and secure and shipped right to your front door. It could not be any easier. DCBService.com. They are the best. Well done. Yeah. I have to say, after going through the previews this month, I have spent more on DC than I have in the past, easily the past four years. Crazy time. This month. Yep. And it's all because of Valiant. Ever the contrarian. <laughs> because, because you don't want Valiant no. to be better than them on the sales chart? Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did I say Valiant? Did I got it. Valiant on the brain. It's all because of Vertigo. Oh, now you're talking. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alright. Twilight, Twilight Children. I was looking at the cover for Wrath of the Eternal Warrior and I, I said, can't wait to read that and see if it makes any more sense to you than that is no goddamn sense. I, when he said he was getting it, Jason, I said, I can't wait for you to read it, and then the three of us will talk about it. Yeah. Well, it is Beta, so, um, his yeah. stuff, even though it wasn't written by him. Yeah, it was. If, if you're familiar with, oh, he wrote it too? He wrote it. Darwin drew it. Oh, no. Well, I thought it was the other way around. No, 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 no. Oh, well, yes, then. That makes complete sense, because his Love and Rocket stuff is, uh, Surreal to say the least. But anyway, uh, I, I got Twilight Children, um, Art Ops, the uh, Unfollow. I got the Batman Paul Dini nice. um, joint. I, I spent a good amount of money on DC now this you're month. Talking. Well, when the stuff I want is there, I will order there it. There you go. And Dark Knight 3. So well, yeah. that'll probably actually won't ship until about August, but I know. Good things take time. That's right. And Dark Knight's one of those who wait. Right. Cool. What are you drinking, Vince? Um, well, true to the name, because the case doesn't seem to be running out anytime soon, I am drinking Perpetual IPA from uh, Trogues. It's the longest lasting case ever. Seriously. I know. Well, I'm, I'm not a, I don't imbibe, uh, except on Wednesdays, really. It's night nurse events. And on weekends in March. Yes. True. Yeah. What are you drinking, Jason? I'm breaking it off. Oh. I'm having some Schweppes Mandarin Orange Seltzer. Wow, slow down. You just got back from a trip. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, man, I was doing a lot of water up. down there. Oh man, I was doing it up. It was. Uh, I'm just yeah, I, too too much, too much, too much of eating and drinking down there is under the guise of business. Although, for our listeners who are not on uh, Facebook friends with me, I did uh, have some interesting delicacies while I was down there. Yes, you did. I. uh I had uh, some gua- some guacamole with grasshoppers. Was that good? You know, grasshoppers were totally freaking like a non-event. Like they, uh, they like they, they. I mean, they just uh, they, they were just crunchy, but didn't really mm-hmm. taste like anything. Okay, it was like bacon bits without the flavor. Uh, oh wow! So I was going to ask you what the taste is comparable to, but you just said nothing. So yeah. I guess you don't have anything on which to base it. So what else? What else did you eat? Uh, and then I had escamoles, which is uh, a, a, a delicacy in in certain parts of Mexico. It uh, dates back to the Aztecs. And uh, for those wondering what that is, it's uh, the larva and pupa of ants. Jesus, they'll eat anything down yeah. there. Dude, not only that, but like <laughs> you should have seen how much we paid for it. <laughs> I was like, man, what a racket. We're, we're at a high-end restaurant paying for them to feed us bug larva. Yeah. It's a good gig. <laughs> Uh, spicy stuff or no? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> said, said the guy that, that that had a buffalo wing and made him sweat. Well, listen, you, you're you're inhuman. You're inhuman, but that is. I, it will probably kill. I don't someday. like spice for right. the sake of spice. If spice is part of a well composed dish, that's great. Yeah, oh, I need I need okay. to be able to taste it. You can't. I don't want to kill my taste buds just because it's hot. Exactly. No, I've like, been do, I've been doing it wrong yeah, well, all these years. Indeed, well, we, you knew damn. that. You knew when it comes to, comes to food, you don't have that mastered. I, that is I had, no, if it feels good, I do it. Yeah, there you go. Hot dogs. But, uh, no, I had some great, great food down there. A lot of business. Plenty nice. of drinking though. So I'm just, I'm trying to just chill out. Just, just have some, I just refle- refresh the body, get the body cleansed and, and back to normal. Oh, that makes sense. It does. <laughs> High colonics. That's tomorrow at noon. <laughs> 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 Get the nurse coming in. Clean you right up. The garter belts and stuff. She got the gold crusted colostomy bag on there. Can't wait. Doing all right. Jason, hold her nose. Color Daisy. What is that beeping? That is uh, Jason's phone. You're right. It is. Let me move it. Uh, he's ten years old. It's true. <laughs> uh, so comics. Do we have any uh, thank yous? Well, I'd like to. No, David. David didn't say what he's drinking. I am. It's a grape. No, it is not. It's it's an old fashioned. Ooh, an old fashioned what? That's the name of the drink. It is. It's sugar cube or two. Okay. Um, some bitters, a dash of water. So you muddle up the uh, the sugar cube in the in, in the bitters in the water. Add an ice cube or two, and then the whiskey. It's an ungarnished. Uh, old fashioned. I do not have orange peel nor cocktail cherries in this house. Wow, is that like a a rule, or you just don't have them? I don't have them, but yes, usually an, an old fashioned is finished with the you know you had the garnish. It it's just, but I, I I tend not to um add the fruit to my drinks because I don't have them often enough, and I don't want anything. Although I guess I probably could have uh, a jar of cherries in the cupboard. That wouldn't be a big deal, but um. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend not to, to garnish. They don't last long enough for the garnish to really be all pretty in them. Cool. Whenever we say um, we like a certain kind of drink, people tend to send it to us. <laughs> so I'm going to say I like absinthe a lot. I am dying for some absinthe, actually. So if anybody has cases of absinthe in their basement and they want to get rid of them, but well, you never, you never know. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Send us the absinthe. Mm. I um, it's not really a thank you. It is a um, it's 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 a shout out. It, it's a thank you. It's not um, it it arrived yesterday, um, uh, late last year, a few months ago. Um, B Claymore was cleaning out. His, uh, his office moving things around and realized he has a bunch of copies of bad karma that are just sitting around and, and, you know, he's not lugging them to cons. It just, it does. It does. And I, and I'm sure all of the guys who worked on this fabulous anthology have books here and there. And we've, we, you know, we, we talked to Jeremy Hahn. We've seen books at his table i mean not as many as 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 the it, it's been out over a year now so not as not as the months have gone on but yeah i mean there are there are dudes who who worked on the book who, who i'm sure 
have copies. So, so Clay is, and I mean, and, and Clay could be saying, you know, tons that, that, that could be like, you know, a dozen or two. I don't know, but they could have overprinted too. They absolutely could have. And, yeah. and I mean, cause the, the idea is, I mean, you know, once, once it went out to all the Kickstarter backers, then, you know, now, now they have books to sell at cons and, um, and it's something that, you know, I, I, it's a great looking book. So anyway, he, he, uh, it's kind of like having a fire sale. It, 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 it just shoot him a Facebook message and, um, Shoot on your face? Shoot on your face. Hold his nose and everything. And then you have the, uh, this is basically, yeah, just just shoot him a message and, uh, basically the, the, the the transaction takes place. And I came home yesterday to a box that, uh, that, that contained, uh, a copy of Bad Karma, which, which he signed and, uh, I will, Take with me to Chicago in case any of the, uh, the other creators are there, uh, so they too can, uh, sign it. And he, uh, he added a couple of, of single issues of a few of the stories he's worked on over the years. N- not a complete run or anything. Basically, it's just like, all right, I'm just going to grab this or this. And it was a issue number 14 of Superman Confidential, which is, uh, part three of a, story that he wrote that is illustrated by Phil Hester and Andy Parks. Uh, right up your alley. And it is, yeah, well, it, and it, it looks like it's the, uh, it, he, he's, he's fighting the toy man. But of course, and, and to give you an idea as to what era or when in, in DC's timeline, this issue was printed, uh, the, the barcode has countdown three around it. So of course that was the, uh, Damn. Yeah, uh, also 76, number four, published by Image, which of course was, uh, B. Claymore, Ed Tatum, Seth Peck, and Ty Walker. Uh, the fourth issue of Hawaiian Dick, Screaming Black Thunder, and a issue of the JSA Liberty Files, The Whistling Skull, the second issue. Oh, that's a good one. The yeah, no, they're chapter, all good. Chapter that's... two, written by Clay and Art by, uh, your friend of mine, Tony Harris. And there were some, uh, it still looks good though. <laughs> and there's a, there's a, uh, a bookmark from the expatriate, which is, uh, also done by Jason Latour. And nice. A really rad patch that, uh, wait, wait, what, what, wait, what? wait a minute, wait a minute. Jason Latour did the expatriate for Image. Yeah, written by B. Claymore, art and coverage. Jason Why Latour. did I not put two and two together? That series, that series never finished. They never finished that series. Didn't sell well enough. I'm guessing. I I don't remember it ever ending, but I I remember really have, enjoying it. Jason back on. You can ask him. Holy shit! I didn't. I did not recall that that was Jason Latour. Uh-huh. Comic book BB's oh my... your friend, buddy. Ah. Uh, and, uh, and a, a patch, uh, elite bad karma independence and not spelled like the movie or the holiday, but, uh, independent as in comics with an S at the end of it, uh, day 2013. So that was, that was a pretty neat little box to, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I will finally yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna go there. Actually, I did, I, I did reach out to him, um, a while ago. I got and, to and, and he, uh, he, he did ask. I, I 
you know, wanted to make sure everything was still, was still cool because it was, it was right after the news broke about, uh, Hawaiian Dick being optioned and, and Johnny Knoxville being attached to it. So I was like, you know, I, I know, I know you are like mad busy right now, but I just wanted to make sure that everything was still cool. And, and, and he said, and, but apparently there were a bunch of, um, books that were damaged in, in, in shipping. There, there were some that were returned to him. So he had to kind of like restructure the whole, the whole to do. So, uh, so yeah, so it's all's well that ends well, but I cannot wait to, uh, dig into some bad karma. Cool. Jason, you must be giddy. Why? Not only does the movie you've been waiting oh. to see come out, but it's already been greenlit for a sequel. Yeah. Dude, it's unheard of, dude. Oh my god. And did you hear who's gonna be in the sequel? No. See, they're gonna do it upright with the second one. Oh, okay. Cable. Yeah. Cable. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Dude, I'm so giddy. I'm uh I think I'm gonna see it Saturday night bringing my oldest and some of his buddies. I uh I don't know. I may need a moment though. I may need to like sit in the corner by myself for when the yeah. moment when I see Domino on screen. Well, who's playing Domino? Um, it's not. Um, no, she's Marina. she's playing his love interest. Uh, see, that would be cool if they cast. Dude, Marina. I know. I always thought like in the yeah the, the fanta- the fantasy casting that she would always she was always my choice for Domino. So when I saw that she was, um, she was uh you know, cast for the movie, I thought, oh my God, my dream's coming true. But still having her in the movie is, can't be big because she's... Sure. She's, uh... I heard Reynolds goes full frontal in the movie, too. I'm really? Full Vegas? Good fan. Yeah. Huh. Could could be CGI. We don't know. We may... I may be seeing it Friday after work with Dominion. Whoa. I... Or I may be seeing it Monday after work with Dominion. And then originally we were trying to get, we were either going to do a double date or we were um, just going to, Renee was going to join Joe and I after work. But I think she's more keen on seeing it next Thursday. So this will just mm-hmm. be her and I. So I still may be seeing it this weekend or Monday. If not, then I will, um I'll be seeing it next week. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Oh, boy. Can't do it. I don't know when I'm going to get there, but hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Meanwhile, we're at dinner tonight. I'm talking about this very thing, and my wife's like, who's Domino? Oh, shit. I'm like, woman. Have you not walked down that hallway? We've been together for 20 years. Like, how? Like, she doesn't remember wearing the costume? I was like, yeah. I'm like, it's the. No. I'm like, I saw, I'm like, she's the character that I have. Adorned on our walls throughout the house, like, like 150 times. She's like, oh, okay. It's a lot of domino. It is. That's a lot of domino. Yeah, there's another guy that collects the domino. We're like, we're like global competitors in this front, I think. Is he in the States? I think so, yeah. Ah, that's yes. not good. You have to hunt him down and kill him. I think we're going to have to have a uh, Kumite in, uh, at C2E2. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> A crudité would be a good thing. Oh, crudité. Mise en place. <laughs> let's, let's have some veggies. Fight. All right. Let's talk about some comics here. Some, oh, honest to God, we do. That's why we have gathered. Did you finally fucking so, do your homework for three weeks ago? Or? No. What no, was? Didn't. No, I didn't. Are you serious? No. He, I didn't. Yeah, I that Dude, that's like getting pretty insulting like, I got, to that. I that's like kind, of, that's kind of insulting. Oh, it's not. It's not at all. It is. If you're I, reading I other comics, a, then it is. Uh, He's not going to say it because he loves you too much, but I'm going to call you out on it. 
You're calling me out because I have a, a narrow window of opportunity, and I shove in that window whatever I can fit. Yeah, I'm going to reread shit that I read. I don't know. Exactly. And, I know what you're and that talk about tonight, dude. You, you, that you have had time in the last few weeks to read this book. And issue nine came out today. All right. Why don't you guys talk about it, and then I'll okay. get all, no. I'll get all lathered up, no. and then I'll. Oh I'll yeah. It. Like that would be like me breaking out pencil head number one. Because it's so hard to sell you on a horror comic. I mean, because you hate the genre so much. <laughs> it's true. It's such a good looking book, too. God damn. I mean, damn. Wow, I see how it's gonna be. Yeah, did, well, I'm just know? saying, man. It's your, no, you're just saying. This is your boy. I mean, <laughs> we've been ready to talk about this for weeks. All right, it's on me. Well, it is. Yeah. Just saying. We're not disputing that. I mean, so, so fill the air with something I want to hear about. <laughs> Let's hear about what you've been reading, dude. I'm not going first. Hell with that. I go. I go now. It's gonna. I'll be admitting my guilt if I go now. <laughs> well, I mean, because. I mean, that, Let them forget I, this. I, I read, I, the, first, <laughs> the first trade came out what a month, uh, three months ago. I read it the day the trade came out. Like I, I've been ready to talk about it for for months. All right. <laughs> I think I, I think I've been beaten enough. I've learned. <laughs> yeah, you've let's learned. just let's just let's just move on. <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's talk about something else then. Do it. Good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Uh, well, alright, I just, uh, I read the first issue of Spider-Man. Do tell. Um, I was... Now who did this joint? This joint was, uh, it's, it's written by Mr. Brian Michael Bendis. It is beautifully, I mean, it is Gorgeous, uh, penciled and inked. Artist is Sarah Pacelli. Yes. Oh, this is the Miles Morales. This is the Miles. This is the adjectiveless Spider-Man, starring Miles Morales. Um, colors by Justin Ponzer. Your inking assist is uh, Gaetano Carlucci, and it is, like I said, it's it's a beautiful looking book. It is. Um, I am not. Very familiar with Miles in his ultimate universe setting, in his pre-Secret War setting. I mean, I, I, I know him from the Spider-Man miniseries. I know him from his, uh, interactions with everybody in Secret Wars. I have an idea. I, I, I read the first couple issues of, of, um, when he took over the, the ultimate comic Spider-Man book. So, um, I'm familiar with, with the, I don't know his entire power set. I dig the costume. I, I, I like the take on it. Uh, you know, he was bitten by a genetically modified, uh, by GMO, by, by, by a spider. So it's, it's, it's is he twice shy? <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know if he was only bitten, bitten once. So yeah, maybe. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Uh, but he, um, this, all right, you know what? I, it's, it doesn't replace the, it, it, it doesn't take the place of what I feel like I'm missing in slots, Amazing Spider-Man, but it is a, it's a smooth, it's, it, it's, 
it it hits some of those notes, but it doesn't. It's it, he's not trying to be Peter Parker. He's a high school student. He is uh, not doing well in school because he is trying to dip out of class and save the day. Uh, he is uh, he's hitting on some fine looking students in his class, and uh, and his best friend is is the same guy who uh, he was hanging out with in. Uh, in the ultimate universe, uh, the Ganky is, uh, or Gonk is, is the dude's name. But the, and the Ganky and Miles's father are the only two people who know that, uh, he's Spider-Man, at least according to the recap page. There's a, uh, there's a great double page spread where mom calls Miles because, uh, she got his midterm grades. And he's not doing anything. It looked like DC's uh, diamond numbers. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. His that, that's exactly what his grades were like. And mom is ripping into him. Uh, just you know, he's he's got to get his shit together. And and he's and, like, excuse me. She is ripping into him, asking him if he's on drugs, at which like just stops Miles in his tracks. But uh, then, then then she's like, listen, talk to your son. She hands the phone to her, to, to his father and he's like, you've upset your mother. And he's like, are you going to fix it? And he's like, yes, sir. He goes, okay, I'll see you Friday. And then it clangs up the phone and mom is just like, he's, he'll get it together. He's, he's our son. He, he, he's, you know, yelling at him isn't going to magically make his, his grades better. So uh, if he says he's going to get his shit straight, then, uh, then he will. So, he, he, um, everything, he, he's going back to class and all of a sudden, uh, there, there's, there's an explosion in the distance and sirens going off. So he's got to leave class. Teacher won't let him. He's even like begging. I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta use the restroom. You gotta, you gotta let me go. And, and, and she's like, no, bathrooms are for participants. And since he's not participating in class, he can, and I'm like, this is just, so he just, that's bullshit. Like, I just pissed right on the floor. Like, he bounces. He's like, "Listen, I, I, I gotta go. I'm sorry. Bye." And uh, and and him. he he uh, he he's following the explosions. He's saving the day. He's he's rescuing people from from cars that are getting thrown around. And he swings smack dab into a fight that the Avengers are having against Blackheart. Wow. And this, and Pacelli draws a vicious, sick, frightening looking black heart. Compare it to Romita Jr. Yes. Cause, really? Yeah, cause you can see the face and there's detail. It, it's, it, it's freaking, it looks like a cross between a Clive Barker and a, uh, Del Toro creation. It's, it's freaky as hell. I'm huh. absolutely, and, and he's got, he, he's got, uh, that's an interesting comparison. You got, you've peaked my, oh, no, my... you'll, you'll, you'll love the way it looks. Um, but he, uh, and he's got the, he, he kind of looks like Pan. He's got like the, the cloven feet. He's got like the goat's legs. It's just, it, and his, his arms are like crazy long. Um, one of his hands is like, it just it isn't even a hand. It's like, it's like a blade. He just, it, it's freaky as hell. So, uh, and what's his goal? Why is Black Blackheart there? He says, uh, he, he says, uh, he, he wants subjugation. He wants, uh, he, he's telling Miles, get on your knees and, uh, your dimension is now lost to you. It is mine. 
Oh, so he knows. So you can beg for your life or die with the fallen and the fallen are all the Avengers around him. And, uh, I mean, it was, it's, it's, it's a setup issue. It's listen, this is miles in the six one six. He's not doing too well in class because he is Spider-Man. And, uh, I mean, and, and again, with Pacelli's art, the action, you can feel the action. He's, whether he's swinging or Captain America is flinging the shield, it's like there's, there are, the colors are hot, but it's just, it's, there is a, what's, there's stuff here that is missing from Slot Spider-Man only because of what Slot has Peter and Spider-Man doing right now. So I'm not, I, it's, I don't want to say this is where you get your Spider-Man fix. Because uh, you can do the same thing with Spider-Gwen. It's just, it's, this is, it's, it's a different Spider-Man, but it's still, it feels like Spidey. It, it's just, it, it's definitely in that, in that tone. And I don't know if anybody who's read it, that's been reading the ultimate Spider-Man book, if it's a continuation of that, if Bendis didn't miss a beat, if he switched anything up because it's the 616 and there's, and this is a universe that already has a Spider-Man. I don't know. Um, I'd be curious to find that out, but, uh, there's a great scene where, um, Miles picks up Captain America's shield and, uh, and, and tries to take Blackheart down with it. And then he also does his, uh, his little, um, Venom blast, uh, Blackheart, which really kind of screws things up. But then, uh, you. Wow. I'm sorry. You're right. It is freaking. It is right. It doesn't, you know, they, she didn't, um, keep the, the glowing red eyes and the, but the, they're um, so little. Yeah, that's what's weird about the it. The big mouth. And he's and got like a turtle shell on his shoulder. Yeah, the, the like, shoulder what's pad or whatever. Uh, that's very strange. Looking. I mean, his, and his hand, his hand covers uh Miles' whole head. So obviously he's, he's, he's getting embiggened. But uh the, the 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 issue ends with um with Spidey showing up with with, with Peter, basically almost it's like his admonishing. Miles and, and, and say, you know, yelling, you know, what did you do at, while the rest of the Avengers are, uh, while Thor and Iron Man with his mask, his, his helmet is like torn to shreds. Captain America is, is, is back there laid out. Um, but Spidey is standing tall trying to get to, um, but I, but again, I mean, this is par for the course for this version of Spider-Man. It's like he, he shows up late and, and he's trying to, I don't know if it's, I want to read the next issue because I don't know if, if he's jumping to conclusions or if, um, if he, I mean, obviously he's somewhat familiar with Blackheart. I don't know if he saw Blackheart bounce and, and, uh, I mean, obviously he knows Miles didn't do all this. Miles didn't take on the Avengers and, and, and beat their ass. So I don't know how much of it Spider-Man saw. I don't know what's kind of what everybody's point of views are with this, but it is, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I read it. I, I, I decided to give it a shot and, and, uh, it's, it's well done. I just, it's, it's a gorgeous looking book and Bendis has a, he has a knack for writing Spider-Man and, and it's, he has a knack for writing, I'm unqualified by the ultimate Spider-Man, whether it was the Peter Parker that he wrote for God only knows how many years in that universe and now, with Miles, um, you know, I don't know if 
he wrote Spider-Man in the Avengers and New Avengers when, when he was there. I don't, I never really, it, it, that version of Peter Parker never really clicked for me, especially no. with the webheads and, and slot writing him so well in his own title. Um, you know, Bendis had that, that, that team member Spidey and, and it just, it didn't feel like Peter Parker. And, but this is the, this, this is Spider Man. This is, I, I really, really enjoyed this. The design is insane. Of a black heart, right? <laughs> I gotta see that, this. Uh, it'll, it's coming to my, well, actually, when did it, did it come out? Uh, uh, last week or a week or two ago? Okay, it's in my, it's in the DCBS shipment that came out. I was gone. It, it looks like she lopped off the tail. I don't see a tail, David. Uh, even on the double page spread in the beginning? It's, uh, it it's, looks, it's, it's the one that's, uh, wagging the dog. It, it <laughs> But he's got this real ornate. He's got yeah, like waist, the the, the uh, not a two, like the like a waistcoat or something yeah. on. But it's Cross, it's more like a crotch cloth. Yeah, like a tunic or a cl- crotch cloth. Like piece, maybe? No, 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 no. Like um, oh, uh, it's just a big flap of of a fabric. Uh, fab. Yeah, yeah, that hangs not between a kilt, his but it's legs. just it's just yeah, it's it's just, up his his, his chicken berries. Yeah, but there's there's like a a World of Warcraft kind of vibe from it a little bit. Just the, not the character, just mm-hmm. the, the, I don't know the clothing. Are like, you know, dreadlocks or just. Breasts. I don't know. It is really freaky. By the, way, by the way, how bad does that World of Warcraft movie look? <laughs> Very bad. Wow. <laughs> like they waited all this time to turn that property into something that's what they came up with? <laughs> it's a little harsh. Is that a yeah, it's harsh on my eyes. Oh. That's cool. I'm, st- I'm stoked to, to get to read that. Yeah, I want to know if I just overhyped it or not, but I, I think it's... No, I'm, I'm looking at the son. spread, you don't the double spread. It looks really good. And she, I don't know, you know, and again, I mean, when 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 our heroes are lying in rubble, and I don't know, we've discussed other, um, other artists who have uh, basically relied a lot on on photographs and basically just... You're talking about the car. Or did that, they're, 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 the car, yeah, but I mean, the car looks like yeah. it kind of fits here. It's not like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, doesn't stand out like a sore thumb. It's not so obvious, it, cause it, it's also not, because Blackheart is there right on the page, my eye isn't drawn to the car. It's not taking me out of anything because, yeah. but it is, it, uh, obviously I, pretty sure she didn't spend time drawing this car, but there's, there's the rest of, of the rubble words. I mean, it's not like just rocks. I mean, these, th- this is like, it's, it's, in, it's intricate rubble. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So whether it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a downtown demolition site that she, um, you know, but it's, if you can make it work. Right. And then, I mean, it, this does not look like Michael Lark to me. No. You know what I mean? Or, or, um, or, uh, Gatos. It, it doesn't yeah, look it's not, like, it's not, I just hit it with a Photoshop right, filter yeah. and stuck it in the back. Um, yeah. And even then when you go to, you know, Brooklyn Visions Academy, where everybody's going to school, she doesn't, it, it's not just, you know, green and blue in the backgrounds because it's, it's, it's a bright sunny day and people are next to trees. It's, she's drawing the benches. She's drawing buildings in the background. There's the outline of the trees and the sidewalk is actually detailed. She did not, I just kudos I, I i read some of her work from guardians of the galaxy i'm i haven't read everything she's done she she did a beautiful square on jason's guardians jam piece it's she knows shit and and 
as long as she's going to keep drawing this, I'm going to keep reading it. No doubt. It was a hard sell up until you, you mentioned why? it. Uh, why? Um, it's Miles or just? No, no, because if I say, no, it's not because it's Miles. No, I wasn't it's, going there. Just... It, no, it's because it's, it's a young Spider-Man with problems. We've, we've, I mean, oh, so it's come on. we've seen all this before. Oh, I see. Right. right. All right. If if there if there's an interesting take on the visuals, I'm more inclined to read it. Mm-hmm. Conceptually, thematically, I don't need to revisit any of this stuff anymore. I mean, how many issues of Spider-Man have I consumed in my lifetime? Sure, hundreds. About that probably stuff though. <laughs> that's that's different. <laughs> but, and they don't have a whole lot of issues. Those books. And, ah. and the with um. What's what's weird is that as much as I've always been against Spider-Man being on the Avengers from when Bendis brought him onto the team, I am absolutely 100% fine with this Spider-Man being on the all-new, all-different Avengers. That's cool. Didn't feel right for Peter. Wasn't a good. No, well, he's always been. He's just that. That's that's him. He's he's. It's not. I'm a loner, Dad. He's not a loner, Daddy. It's just he's one of those things where he's not. It. You're right. It. It just. It wasn't a good fit. I mean, I was never really keen on him with the Fantastic Four either. But that was family, though. That was family. (laughs) Um, but no, I mean, with my because he's young and and he needs it's. He he should be familiar with what's going on. In this world, it's, uh, and, and the team, I mean, aside from, from Iron Man and Thor, um, well, and Captain America, the, the team's pretty young. Yeah. I mean, Vision is how old Vision is, but he's pretty much kind of rebooted himself. So, I mean, for the most part with Nova, Miles, Miss Marvel, everybody, everybody on the team is youngish. So it's, I, I, it, it's fine for Miles. It's, you know, for anybody, for me to ever say, oh, Spider-Man shouldn't be on the team. This particular Spider-Man is absolutely, I, I, I think it's great that he's on an Avengers team. Yeah. It's no, not a stretch that Blackheart could take out the Avengers either. That's totally credible because, um, didn't Blackheart go toe to toe with the Red Hulk at one point? Did he? Did, did, I believe so. Like Blackheart's incredibly powerful. See, why couldn't why couldn't slot do this for it's, it's no no it's gonna be the zodiac Seriously. it's gonna be it's gonna be zodiac's when we drag it out but it's damn zodiac's the shit <laughs> these are halcyon times for me i got serpent society in one this book i got zodiac in another this be, yeah this is he's like he's like man my shit this is that. the bronze age come back the, the modern age come back to life for me Grunwald era. Is my jam they did a Cap Wolf thing in in uh, Sam Wilson, didn't they? Yes, they or did. At least a yeah. yeah. Just wrapped up in issue number six. Nice. Yeah, I gotta read that. It's Cap Wolf versus Serpent Society. Yeah. Best comics on the stands. <laughs> can't get any better. Oh, can't get nice. any better. There you go. Nice. Gotta say, I teared up a little bit seeing that cover to Micronauts number one. Oh, I can't. I can't imagine what's going to happen when I actually get the book in my hand. Can't wait. And then Rom, forget about forget it. Forget about it. Saw the cover, uh, the, the, the issues have been printed of, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist number one as well. I saw that yeah, too, Sanford yeah. Our boy. Oh, can't wait. Next, guest next week. week. Yeah, can't wait. Cool. Cannot wait. I can't wait to hear about what you've been reading. 
Who, me? Oh, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was, I, well, <laughs> I gotta say, like, uh, most of the stuff I've read have been Marvel stuff, so I don't, uh, this can be a pretty Marvel-centric show until Vince talks. That's okay. Um, I, uh, well, but first let me give a quick shout out to Sam Wilson Cat number three, because, uh, number six, because Vince just brought it up. It is, uh, by, uh, uh, Nick Spencer with pencils by Joe Bennett, and it's the end of the Serpent Solutions arc. As I've talked about several times, the Serpent Society have tried to go legit by uh, basically becoming an R&D arm for lots of Fortune 500 companies, but it's all a big front. And um, as you noted, he, he Cap is turned into a, a Cap Wolf, another homage to the Grunewald era. And as Dap talked about a week or two ago, we are introduced to a new Falcon who actually has avian-like uh, wings and features and uh, is going to be his new sidekick. And so that all wraps up in this this issue, the final issue of the arc. You've got uh, Server Society gets defeated. You've got, um, again, the, 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 the winged guy officially becomes the Falcon with a costume that is the same color scheme as uh, the Falcon's original costume back when he first joined Captain America, you know, that green and yellow version. Now, is um, he, is, at any point, does he, are we keeping, so is he Falcon or is he Red Wing? No, he's the Falcon. He's the Falcon, okay. Yeah. So Red Wing is gone. Nope, Red Wing's back. Oh, okay. So they were able to split. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the only thing that keeps the issue from being like a perfect finale for me was, uh, Sam, when he defeats the Serpent Society and he, he corrals all of the CEOs that were working with them and has evidence against them and is like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna arrest you all. And then one of the dudes starts bloviating about how, no, you won't because, if you arrest us, then, you know, we control, four, you know, 50% of the world's economy and you're going to send the world into a global recession if, if, if you take us all out of the equation. And like Sam actually is like, you know, they're right. So he arrests one of them and he's just like, I'm going to, if you guys don't all start, you know, becoming better people and, and, and doing right by your employees, I'm going to come get you all too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this is a superhero comic, dude. You're, you're a talking wolf. With a uh, with an avian sidekick, just fighting a bunch of of superpowered serpents, and then you're gonna like start giving me a lesson about the global macroeconomic impact of hiring of putting a lot of Fortune 500 CEOs in jail, and you're gonna like listen to that argument, be like you know what, you're right, I'm not gonna arrest you. Like I, I thought that was whack, which kind of speaks more to Nick Spencer not knowing how to stick the landing. But uh, but yeah, man, I mean for me, like having Sam Wilson and the Serpent Society up in the same comic, forget about it, off the hook. Now, I will say that you might know that uh, I don't know what's going on with the book art-wise, but we've had three artists in the first arc. Oh, God. Because <laughs> we had the first three issues. Then we had Paul Renaud. Yeah. Renard. Yeah, Renaud. Renard. However you say his name. And, and then you had, uh, and then you had Joe, uh, like I said, Joe, Joe Bennett on this one. So I do like Bennett. No, he looks good. I'm just yeah, saying it's, it's, it's just, it was jarring because all yeah, three guys no, have very different styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the future of this book? You know they're going to go back to to Steve once the movie no, I think comes out, is, right? Not necessarily. Not no, if Steve no, dies in the movie. I think, like with anything, if the if the book's numbers are good, they'll it'll be like you know, it'll be a Sam Wilson and Falcon book. Okay, but um, that was just a little shout out. The, the thing I wanted to dig in on was um, uh, Spider Woman issues numbers one, two, and three. Nice. There we go. 
uh, by uh, another friend of the show and a guy who really does need to write more because pretty much everything he writes I enjoy. Uh, Mr. Dennis Hopeless. Um, with uh, fantastic art by, um, not Gabriel Rodriguez, who... Um, Javier. Javier, thank you. Javier Rodriguez, uh, of, of recently of Daredevil fame. He, um, as much as I enjoyed the story, I, I, I think Rodriguez's art is ridiculous next level stuff. I mean, some of the, the 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 panel layouts and the structure he does in these first three issues are just jaw dropping. He, um, there's a, a component of the story where uh, where Jessica is having to run through a alien interdimensional space that's like a hospital, but it's just full of these different types of realities because she's got it. You know, it's it's it holds all different creatures from different dimensions. And she's running throughout this, this, this facility trying to find something. And the work that Rodriguez puts into articulating this is crazy. Like she opens up one door and it's just this massive conglomeration of Kirby machine stuff that she has to run through. She he opens up another door and it's this like gloppy giant sentient kaiju monster looking thing with like 57,000 eyes that's talking to her. It's just, and he just has a field day and every, every page is a different uh, a different framing sequence. It's a different, completely different style of, of illustration. It's just, man, the guy just put it down. I mean, he's, he's doing inspired work. Um, and, and I think if he wasn't already an A-lister is well on his way to being perceived that way. Um, but hopeless, the, the conceit here is that, uh, this is a pregnant, you know, she's pregnant. That's the conceit. Um, we're introduced to the situation that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's eight or nine months after the, happenings of secret wars she is just about to give birth and she's essentially hanging up her her uh her costume for maternity leave and it does one of those things where we see this the, the status quo and then we flash back to months before to see how she got there um and the book is just chock full of interesting side notes like she's she's got for some reason she's really tight with henry peter Gyrich. And he's kind of like her handler, and she and Guyrich are training the porcupine to be a hero. That's so not they, Guyrich. It's not. No, it's Ben Yurick. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. That, that that's wrong. That's I'm picturing Yurick in my mind. Yes, Ben Yurick and her are tight, and they're working together training the porcupine to be a hero to help take the place of her while she's gone. And you know, you might be thinking like the porcupine, but it works. I mean, he's. They get him to be a hero, like by by over the course of the first three issues, he's fully trained and and is kicking ass and taking names. And um, and she and she and York had this really great repartee back and forth. You know, he's kind of like a quasi father, quasi guardian, quasi organizer. Um, there's a great moment where she's taking her maternity leave and she has a party, a rooftop party, and it's all the Avengers and there's just just great little cocktail talk. Then this hopeless puts like. He puts the funnies in there, like Spidey, and and uh, and then he got like a thing where Tony's trying to ask all the other women in the room, like, "Do you know who the dad is?" Like implying like he's worried about him. And uh, you know, it's just it's just very funny. Nobody knows who the dad is. Um, uh, and then her best friend is Carol Danvers, and they tie in the fact that Carol is running Alpha Flight, which is what's happening in her book currently. So it's just great. I thought it was well paced. It's just a lot of fun. 
Dennis does great characterizations. Uh, it's got a good supporting cast, and it's been action-packed. And I will say another thing about Rodriguez. There are scrolls involved in the first arc. And again, if you're familiar with Spider-Woman as a character, you know she, of, of, of all characters, has a, a, a deep history with the scrolls. Um, and Rodriguez draws the scrolls like the, like the old school scrolls, yeah. like the original Fantastic Four scrolls, you know, short, gigantic oh, ears, yeah. real big eyes. Um, so it's just, it's just a wonderful book from start to finish. It's, uh, it, it's funny and, and you get a cliffhanger, um, in the, in the second episode issue where she's essentially trying to find this thing in this hospital. The scrolls have taken over this, this, uh, this, essentially it's a, like an alien intergalactic maternity ward. And it's, it, she's there because Carol Danvers convinced her it would be worth going there to get this, uh, super OBGYN to check her out. And of course, while she's there, it's supposed to be a routine checkup and this, the scrolls show up. And she's not supposed to be using her powers because of what it might do to the baby. Um, but she's more and more put into a situation where if she doesn't use her powers, they're kind of all screwed. Um, but we find out like that this maternity ward wasn't where she thought it was. Like she thought it was in Carol Danvers Alpha Flight headquarters, which is a satellite in space, but it's not. And then the third issue, we get the cli- another climax, which let's just say is a pretty important moment for any woman that is expecting. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it's just a trip. I mean, there's, I can't say that I've ever read a book before about a superhero who's pregnant, like with that as, as one of the main plot points. Um, and look, I mean, it, I would imagine based on what we've seen so far, she's going to have the baby by the end of the first arc. So then the book will become something else, but, uh, a very interesting way to start it off. Um, and they can do lots of fun stuff with it. Like maybe we never find out who the dad is. Maybe we do. You know, does the baby have powers? Is the, you know, is she going to go back into action or not? Like, it's just, it's very, very cool. Um, and it doesn't hurt that I love the character anyway. I've always been a Spider-Woman fan, but, uh, I really did, uh, quite enjoy the first, the first, uh, three issues. I think Marvel's off to a good start with this one. So. I agree. The, uh, you, you read it too, right? I read it too. Um, yeah, Dennis has me caring about Spider-Woman now. She's, I, basically, I used to like, Spider Woman, um, Civil War, and then her, her her series with Bendis by Bendis and and Emily. There were just some things, some aspects of of the character mm-hmm. of Jessica that I just I wasn't feeling. And I did give um a few issues of the previous volume that Dennis wrote um and uh, Rodriguez drew, and it, it I liked I liked what he was doing, which is where um Ben came into uh into the picture and 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 how that relationship started uh but since i didn't finish that series before secret wars it it, it was nice seeing them kind of pick up um or really just just continue that uh that partnership uh yeah. see, seeing you know you were right about porcupine and, and seeing him kind of uh get his get ready to take over that was fantastic. Rodriguez, the way he does it, like, like Jason said, with the way, the way the panel layouts are, and it's, it's all, it's one long page, but it is, it's just, it's, it's the, like, if two characters are having a conversation, they're gonna have, they're gonna continue that conversation throughout the page. You just, instead of it breaking up in panels wherever, where they're walking and talking, that's just how it all plans out. And the way he does it with, with whatever 
room they're in, whatever gadgets they're around, whatever is going to easily. And it flows. It's not, you don't have to stream to figure out where you're supposed to follow what, what, what balloons do I read next? Who's saying what? It, it's just, it, he's, he's got a knack for laying it out and, and having you follow along quite easily. Uh, but yeah, no, the whole thing seeing, uh, I was a little surprised that, you know, the end of the first issue, it's, uh, there after the setup and everything, second issue, Carol's like, listen, go, go to the hospital. And, uh, and, and of course nothing's easy because of where the hospital is located. But then the third issue comes around and you're trying to figure out, all right, so how are they going to get out of this? And it all, it all works and, and, and the crap just has to go through. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once you get to the end of the third issue and, and there's that, uh, that oh shit moment, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It, it really is. It's, it's not, it's not like anything else I'm, I'm currently reading from Marvel. It's not like any of the Avengers book. It's not like Thor. It's not, uh, it's, there's a serious tone to it, but it is, it's, it's light. It's fun. It's, uh, it's lighthearted and it's, uh, and, and, Again, it's another book that's just really easy on the eyes. I, I uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd add that to my recommended list also. Cool. You there, Vince? I am. So he's just Marvel miasma. He's just finishing up. Yeah, he's just finishing up his notes. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and not too far from the truth. I know. But no, the Spider Woman thing looks really good. Um, again, I'm going to just have to wait till it's traded, but I'm there. I, I agree with you guys on the art. Now, when you said, um, Rodriguez, the, are the pages connected? Like, does, does one location blend into the next spread? The next as page. if, um, some of them, well, some of them, right? So a lot of them are two page spreads though, you know, yeah, well, when so. she, you, you know, who did something like that? Uh, in fact, he played around with that pretty extensively in the early 80s was Alex Nino. He did uh, stories for Warren that say they were 12 pages, uh, mm-hmm. six, six, you know, um, four double page spreads. All the spreads were connected. Mm-hmm. Like if you put them end to end to end, it was one long yeah, drawing. That's awesome. And then he, he would do it like a poster. The longer the story, the more he experimented where the, you know, you'd have to shuffle them around, but all of the spreads connected top and bottom, left and right into giant posters. Awesome. And they didn't know that when he submitted the pages, they knew that after they figured it out after it was printed and somebody was looking at it saying, Hey, wait a minute, this looks like it fits here. And they took the magazines apart and they had other ones, obviously put them all together and it was a gigantic image. And, and he just kept experimenting with things like that. That's sick. I don't think it this is, is that to that level, but uh, it, it, I mean it's a little more conventional in the, in the narrative than that. But but uh, mm-hmm. each individual page again, I just think is is a sight to behold. So indeed, nice. Yeah. All right, I have a DC book. Swan. We know, man. We were like, man, he's busting up. It's pretty DC. cray. Yeah. It's pretty cray, um, but it's not a new book, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for some. Uh, for some, I said right. now, this was published in 1982, and um, it's a done in one, albeit uh, an exercised issue because it is an annual. It's uh, the story is exactly 41 pages, and if it was written today, 
it would probably be a five issue series. That's how much information is in this one issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you, um, learn of the creative team and the artist's propensity to jam the page with panels. You'll be like, all right. It was written by Paul Levitz. Uh, penciled and co-plotted by Keith Giffen. So there you go. A nine page, a nine panel grid for Giffen is like a walk in the park. There's some pages in this book that have 12 panels, 15 panels, like the more the merrier with Mr. Giffen. And I'm, I'm, I got you. That, that's my feelings exactly. Um, nothing turns me off quicker than seeing a page with maybe three panels on it. It's just, there's not a whole lot on which to chew, right? Um, inks were brought by uh, Bruce D. Patterson. Carl Gafford did the colors. And the book in question is Legion of Superheroes, annual number one. Now, this is volume two from um, 1982. The story is called Monster in a Little Girl's Mind. A done in one. Uh, the, the chewy center is delicious. And exciting, but it's not a particularly elaborate concoction. It's a very simple story. Basically, the Legionnaires are trapped in their headquarters. That's it. 41 pages of the Legionnaires trapped in their very own headquarters. How could that possibly be? How could you be propelled through 41 pages of nothing more than the Legion trying to get out of a building and, and, and stop the threat? To the building and the whole world, actually, but at, in Levitt's and Giffen's hands, it's amazing. And ne- never once did I be like, "Oh, get on with it." Um, and and sequence after sequence, they're they're somewhat similar. Basically, they have. The, I'll tell you the roll call. D- David, especially, will, will will like this era of the Legion. You got Lightning Lad, Saturn Girl. Monel, Element Lad, Cosmic Boy, Light Last, Dream Girl, Duo Damsel, Phantom Girl, Chame- Chameleon Boy, Shadow Last, Colossal Boy, Timberworth, Wildfire, Brainiac Five, Dawnstar, mm-hmm. Ultra Boy, Star Boy, Block, Shrinking Violet, Sun Boy, and Bouncing Boy in 41 frickin' pages. Yeah. All those characters. And they have such distinct personalities. Um, as well as being visually distinct. Like when Dawnstar enters the room, you're done, right? You know who this character is. Wildfire, Timberwolf, all of them. But Love Wildfire. You like Wildfire? Yeah, always did. Yeah. And see, I thought there was going to be some kind of conceptual hook in the beginning of it, because that's not un- unheard of from Levitz. Um, in the beginning, someone ar- arrives at the Legion headquarters, and Dawnstar and Wildstar are leaving. And I thought, all right, he may be saying something here where, you know, the new guard is is taking a leave. This is going to be old school Legion, right? But that's not how it went down. I was, you know, I was looking for something that obviously wasn't there. Um, but the story is really simple. Uh, you have a science police officer. Uh, her name's Siobhan Aaron. Never trust someone with two first names. Um, and she's been appointed the Legion liaison. Uh, so she gets there and she's going into the building. This is the first appearance? Le- Siobhan Aaron? Yeah. It could be. Okay. Yeah. Well, cause you know who she ends up hooking up with. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm just saying. Alright, go ahead. So, um, 
first day on the job, she, she waltzes up to Legion headquarters and the defense systems attack her. Now that should be a red flag, right? That something's not going on. Some, there's something very not kosher going on here. But, um, like I said, Dawn, uh, Star and, and, and Wildstar, they help her out and she gets into the building, right? The, the, the meat of the story is there's a little girl. Her name's Danielle Folkart. And she's got this affliction where she's comatose. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out. She is just immobile to the, to the naked eye. She is out of it. There's no perception going on at all. So Brainiac 5, um, read about her story in a medical journal and decides to help out. This is just Brainiac wanting to help out, right? This is not, this is, um, Brainiac 5 is Quirrell Docs. This is not Vril Docs, the dickhead. So this is, this is Brainiac 5 wants to help out. Um, but when he does, he doesn't think it through. Uh, he, he needs some kind of computer controlled surgery to help this girl out. Um, techniques that he used previously, um, to save Matter Eater Lad in Legion 289. But what he didn't, maybe he, you know, he remembered that something went horribly awry with this circuitry. Uh, he remembered that, but he thought, you know what, I'm going to get the jump on that this time. It'll be fine. Nothing's going to happen. And that's, that's the big downfall. Um, hubris, maybe arrogance could be, but the, the, the thing is that circuitry that he used for this experiment was infused with the um uh one of the legion's greatest villains and who would that be david one of the legion's greatest villains well well that's you know that's a subjective comment right. um computo oh yeah no the circuitry is infused with computo now computo to brainiac 5 is like ultron to hank pym yeah. Never, it's always plagued him, right? Um, and the experiment begins, computer reveals itself, and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Legion headquarters is locked down. And if you were a villain, and you wanted to take out the biggest threat of the Legion, who would you go after? Based on what I told you the lineup was. I, I'm Who's not, the biggest threat in that group? Well, if it's not Brainiac, it's going to be Monel. Exactly. You would go after the Daxamite. Because you didn't say Ultra Boy, right? Yeah, Ultra Boy's Oh, in there. okay. I, I don't remember. But yeah, he's the one at a time. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, but but um, a, a Daxamite is like having Superman in the room. Exactly. You get rid of this character immediately. So what Computo does, he complete he immobilizes Monel by he bathes him in red sun radiation. All right. So now you're not so strong anymore, and he removes the effects of the serum that protects him from lead. So not only can he move, he's also dying a little bit by the second. And then he proceeds to systematically dismantle the Legion both in and out of the building. It's crazy. Uh, Cosmic Boy's taken out in like two seconds. Um, Starboy and, and Sunboy are playing this holographic version of Dungeons and Dragons because it was pretty big in 82. 
And they specifically name it. It's not like, you know, we're playing a fantasy game. No, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. In the 30th century, we're playing D&D. Right. Um, and it's like, kind of like the Star Wars chess board, where you have the holographic, um, creatures. Well, there, there's these holograms that are like, you have a Viking type character and another thing, and they, they come out of the game platform and attack them. But, and, and it just keeps going on and on, where all the Legion members, are just one by one shut down. And it, it sounds a little boring, doesn't it? Like, doesn't it sound like 10 little Indians? And, and that's kind of what it is. But the, the execution, the setup, the, just the way the story plays out, like you have Siobhan and she, she keeps, um, every page she sends a communique to Zendak. Like, all right, this is what's happening. And it's on the top of the page. And then you have the story. And what Levitz and Giffen do with this, they use one panel on certain pages that is completely different than anything else that has gone on on that page. Like, you know, you have Shadowlass and she's, she's talking to, to, uh, Lightning Lad and they're doing stuff. And the last panel is Superboy in 1969. And he's thinking something just, just walked over my grave. Like, what, what's going on? And then you have another page, all action, all story. The last panel, you have the Legion of Substitute superheroes outside the headquarters yeah, yeah. trying to get in to help. But it's just one panel. And it, it makes the story, like, even more exciting that in this, I can only imagine that this is dark side. There's a being clear across the galaxy who senses that something's going on. At Legion headquarters. And all you see is a pair of eyes floating in the blackness of space. And he's like, hmm, something's going on here. I better send somebody to check it out. And the Great Darkness Saga starts immediately after this annual. So they're setting up stuff yet to come in a story that really has no bearing on that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's nuts. Like, why can't they do this today? Why can't we have 12 panels on a page? That would make me so happy. And, it, and it's not like 12 panels of talking heads either. Giffen, he gets in there. I mean, the, the architecture of the, uh, speaking of architecture, there's a double page spread center right in the middle of the book. That's part of the story. It's not like, oh, here's a blueprint of Legion headquarters for you to go over. And it, it is a blueprint of the headquarters and all the, the rooms are labeled and what they do and where they are. But it's part of the narrative. Like, uh, Siobhan says, you know, why don't we look at the layout of this place and let's see if there's an alternate route to get at computer. Like we'll blindside them, but we, you know, we need a back door. Is, is such a thing built into this building? And they're like, well, let's bring up the blueprints. And it's part of the story. This is, a, it's an amazing issue. If, if, if you aren't a Legion fan, and you're like completely mystified as to why someone would read a book with 16.5 million characters in it and try and make sense of, you know, who is to what is to who and, and, you know, all the villains. This issue will give you an insight onto why the Legion is so special. I miss the Legion. I do t- see that, that the new 52, they started off wrong. We, we didn't need three Legion books. Do one and do it right. right. Not, not three and like maybe one will stick. But, um, I mean, it all comes out in the end. It, it, it's all wrapped up and, um, 
while the girl is not completely saved, the, the computo element has been, let's just say, put on hold for a little while because later on she does get, get, uh, get saved, but it doesn't really matter. The, the whole thing is a, a character study of all the different members of the Legion. That's all that matters. And, it, and it's, it's simple. It could basically all have been done. It, it, if you were a filmmaker, you could realistically not talking about costumes and with the advent of uh, CGI, this issue would not be all that expensive to film. But yet it works. It works really well and it's exciting. It just shows you what two really talented creators can do with just one idea. Just a simple idea. The Legion are trapped in their headquarters. And they got to fight this uh, tremendously powerful villain that should he escape Legion headquarters could very well destroy the entire world. Simple. Huh. And the the price of this issue, 1982, $1. $1. $1. We didn't know how good we had it. It's true. Does that make me sound like an old fart? I really don't care. You shouldn't care. And you get a letters page. Legion Outpost is on the back page. It's an amazing issue. Um, I bought it recently, a uh, back issue, mint for two bucks. Where are you going? Damn. Still less than the price of a current comic. True. Oh, yeah. man. <sighs> and uh, Giffen really, really doesn't get his due. That's, this is, man, this is my Giffen. Early Legion of Superheroes Giffen. That, that's my Giffen. I, I appreciate, I respect the, the, the craft that he did later on when he started to tweak it with Ambush Bug and then Trencher and, and Video Jack and everything else since then. <laughs> um, but, but that, that, that clean line that that able to actually see what the hell's going on on a page that that's my giffen yeah it's giffen it he had his own i mean larry mouse that did I'm, i don't I, I don't know where i don't know if he just kind of cleaned things up if he just added blacks or if you know if he actually did anything because i don't it's it was born out of experimentation but the, i guess but you have he to was know, getting, you have to know what rules to break in order to break them and and giffen knows the rules giffen knows how sure. to draw and then he knows how to just go batshit crazy and that's fantastic i love that he took the 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 power and the um uh, non adherence to anatomy for the sake of anatomy of kirby jack yeah there were times that Jack really didn't give a shit if if the anatomy was on the mark. He was more concerned with the message of the panel, the power, the energy of the panel. Didn't really care that yeah, maybe Cap's knees a little too low here, or you know, it, it, it didn't matter. And I think Giffen brought some of that experimentation, that freewheeling um, energy to it. Whereas before this era. Lead uh, of uh, Giffen, he's more of a Cockrum. He has that rock solid yeah, 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 ability, yeah. like like Dave Cockrum, to 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 draw and and draw correctly. It's not flashy. And every right, no, it's not flashy at all, and everything's in its place. Um, but uh, maybe he tired of that. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's not, Maybe he just wanted to do something not, different. Exactly, which is absolutely fine. It's not. You cannot look at Trencher or or Ambush well, and a, say and say that's Trencher's lazy. a mess, right? But Trencher it's, is a but mess. But it's not. It's not lazy. He he obviously he no. had he. There was a method to his madness. He 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 yeah, went in yeah. there. That that's deliberate. It's it's not like listen. I just I, they 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 told Manny to get some uh, an issue out. So let me just and and he just cobbled something together. Took a bunch of shortcuts. There are no shortcuts on the Keith Giffen page. So it's no. it. No, I'm not the OA master that Mister Wood is, but I own more Giffen original pages than any than from anyone. That never ceases to surprise me. Yep. I have, know it, but it's still, and it 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 makes me warm inside. It's crazy. I love that. that. I mean, and the series that I that I have original art pages from, I don't have a single Legion page. <laughs> like why? I, I, would I love have a I, Legion page. Oh, for I real. would love, and, and you know, it, it's when I five years later when I hear Legion, Legion. When I hear Legion, I it, it it's Giffen's name that I think of first. It, it, I mean, it's not it's, Levitz. It's it's strange. Yes, Levitz, but not not visually, obviously. But no, when I think oh, when right, I think right. of the Legion and I think of, of everybody on the team, I'm thinking of I'm. If I think of Great Legion stories, I'll probably think of Levitz. But when I think of Legion and I think of it visually, it's Giffen. Then it's Sprouse. Ooh. Then it's uh, then the, there's the Steve Lytle covers, but um. But, wow, Chris Sprouse. Yeah. So, oh my God, his work on the Legionnaires when they were when when when. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh man, no, I, I just and and it was um, but it's mostly it's it's mostly given. And, and Kitson is on there later, but it's, Kitson would be my number two. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I enjoyed his work with, with with Wade, and and I love his work on on Legion, the acronym, but the. uh that's because he has an unfair advantage because there's so much of it. Kitson was almost exclusive to the Legion books for like ever. It's true. It's true. He was he was doing the monthlies and McCone would do the annuals. Yeah. I think we lost Jason. Did we? <laughs> Jason, you sleeping, buddy? <laughs> he is. He's sleeping. He's tired. He was in Mexico like an hour ago. Oh, history repeats. It's true. Amazing. Fucking Deadpool. I hate Yo, him. Bo. That movie's going to suck. <laughs> he is sleeping. He is sleeping. <laughs> we should pause. Oh, my God. No, I'm not pausing. No, this just is... so we can wake him up and get him back. No, podcast verite. Oh, this is how Lord. it happens. So we can talk more about this now. Yeah, we can. Because I, I thought I was boring him. <laughs> That's obvious. <laughs> That's the obvious, yeah. Um, oh, son, this this I issue to, is I, I, need, I, I am dying to... Do they have any... They don't have any Legion showcases, do they? You've got, you've got uh, DC Comics Presents. You've got Batman the Outsiders. You've got Justice League of America. I don't think I've ever seen a Legion of superheroes. But there is an extensive um, collection in the archives. The DC archives, there's a, a long... Oh, the hardcovers. Yeah, the hardcovers. But they're not cheap. No. Right? Um, but it's the old stuff. And that's, that's the thing about Legion. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about Legion. They're really selective with what they reprint. If if you want to read Legion, you more often than not you're gonna have to go find the single issues. Like the 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 beats are there, like the Great Darkness sagas have been collected, but long long runs of Legion have never been reprinted, 
And that's sad. And it, it, it kills me that the Legion is the one book that will induce what Jason is currently exhibiting with, with modern readers. You say Legion, people's eye, they just, their eyes glaze over. I don't understand it. What is the difference between the Legion and the X-Men? There's really no difference. No, it's, okay, I was thinking about this when, when, when you said what you were reading this week. It's, I was thinking about it on the way to work, at work. It would well, be, it, there were things that, I think the Legion is, is an awesome idea. Unfortunately, what tends to happen, because DC, and, and we, we, we mentioned DC's legacy a couple weeks ago, they, they tied it, Superboy was a founding member. They tied it to Superboy, which is fine. Well, but then, I, but can you not, let's argue that, can you not see the, the wisdom in tying a series to your biggest selling? Oh no, absolutely. No, that's fine. That, that, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. So, but they, they were kind of, they, they were stuck. They were so adamant about making it 100 years from that month they're in or that day that's just happening. There was nothing really. 100? Yeah. 1,000. One, 1, it's a 30th century. You're right. Right? Right? Because it's, yeah, it's not. 100 would have been just like 1960. So it would have been 2060. Yeah. So it's it's a 1,000 years. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they, no, they, 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 no, well, I just, yeah, I, I don't know why I was thinking 100. So they, they just, they imposed these restrictions on themselves. And, and there's, there's plenty they could do within those restrictions, but they just seem to have so much baggage right from the beginning. And, Right. Every, right. And I, I, I love the team. I, you know, the, the, their, their enemies, you know, the, the, the Legion of Superman, you have like Lord. It's like, oh, he's just my, <laughs> he's my older brother. He's going to kick our ass, me and my sister. It's just, I, I love time the whole, Come on. time trap was cool, but he wasn't, um, yeah, no, 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 no. And, and that's, you know, so, so time trap with, with, uh, Legionnaires three with that mini series, and then Cosmic Boy that mini series that tied into Legends that brought so that good, brought so good to 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 the present day yes. in the eighties, and it's just it's I I think they shot themselves. I'm not. I didn't mean to interrupt no. you, but I th- I think they shot themselves in the foot in making it entirely teen centric. I mean, which is okay if if you're you're like the Teen Titans, where you have teen in the name, but not necessarily every one of your characters. It wasn't like Robin Boy, and yeah, and right. you know, and, and Cy- Cyborg, Cyborg Lad. Lad. Well, Like I, I think the 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 tagline on each one of their names, like Star Boy, um, Sun Boy, Bouncing Boy, like you, the the boy, it didn't age well. Because you even had what Star I'm trying Boy, and he had a beard. Sorry, yeah, let's, right, Star and. Man. And I'm reading this issue and one of them mentions that, you know, we're all under 18, which is kind of creepy when <laughs> you have, no, well, yeah, when you have a couple characters that are living together, obviously having sex. Um, and yeah, but it's the future. Phys- physically, like you said, um, Starboy 
uh, it doesn't look 18. You know, uh, and it's what was good and what worked in the 1960s didn't age no, well. That's true. With yeah, the with should. the passing decade, so they should have tweaked it a little bit. Like you know, bouncing boy. That's uh, which all is what that. I loved about Legionnaires because they did. You couldn't have two lightning lads. So right. one, live wire. I mean, you just they they yeah, just, they, they, they cool. just tweaked it. It was amazing. It was fantastic work. And if you if you notice, there's there there comes a point where the new Legionnaires that are introduced, they don't carry the tradition. Like Wildfire, he's not Wildfire lad. He's just Wild yeah, Timberwolf. Just Timberwolf. Tim, yeah. Timber. That's a cool name, right? Dawnstar. Um, yeah. Don, yeah, Dawnstar. <laughs> but oh, and of course, um, yeah. See, I never really, I didn't read too many of the Eminent drawn issues of the Legion, so I don't, I, I can't, I can't really put him on my list of all time yeah, favorites. Um, and I thought. I, I, I appreciated the effort when, when Byrne rebooted Superman and they're like, okay, well, if Superboy never existed. Well, how did the hell did the Legion of Superheroes come about? If they're, if, if, if their reason for being didn't exist and, and for them to have to come back in time and it gave Byrne the opportunity to reuse his Fantastic Four cover. It's just, there were, I was like, this is cool because not only was Byrne drawing some characters from the Legion of Superheroes, you had um, they they were trying to make sense of it, which they also tried to do with Supergirl, and 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 that's what that that was brilliant. That was oh, when Matrix Wade and, when Wade tied it to Supergirl uh, with the kits and stuff later oh, on. In yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was absolutely right, brilliant right before they killed it all. It was which <laughs> true, <laughs> true. But I mean, it, I think it's one of the most malign series at DC. For my money, I would much rather read the Legion than the JLA. Much rather read it because you know there's there's an element of the familiar with the JLA. We know who all the characters are. We know really nothing's you know ever going to happen to them. Um, yeah, there are some great JLA stories, but the Legion stories they the the arcs go on forever. Yeah. And it was, and, it was DC's there, X-Men. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that that's a, a good comparison because you have scores of characters, um, most of them teens struggling with, you know, uh, teen issues, I guess. And, uh, each one has, uh, fairly unique powers. It, it, there, there's a, a very tight X-Men vibe coming from the Legion. Uh, with the exception of, you know, Wolverine Lad. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. I liked Timberwolf a lot. That miniseries was oh, smoke. Oh, it was, uh, it was very good. Parsons? Sean, no. Phillips. Joe Phillips. Yeah. 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 <sighs> this is, this is hysterical. This is awesome. It's friggin' hysterical. I love it. We can go, we can talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. We can. About. We can talk about X-Files finally. I didn't watch this week's episode. I, d- I didn't get to episode three. Yet. Oh, three's the, I know. three's the best one so far. It's the one with Kolshak, right? Kolshak the Night Stalker makes an appearance. Yeah. The guy with that. Yeah, sort of kind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have it on the, on the thing just waiting for me, but, um, I, I have one, to take the it. The first one was kind of rough. 
I didn't, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I, I wasn't, what's weird is I had it on, I was watching the first episode and I was fine with it and, and, and the whole thing with, um, with them being back and I, I like Joel McHale. So the whole talk show bit was, was interesting enough. Uh, yeah. The second episode, I was kind of digging with the whole founders mutation. And then as they're walking down the hallway with everybody who's got a, the, the dude who's just stuffing his face because his chin and his jaw are just on the table. Yeah. Um, there are, there are very few constants in this world. Water's wet. Uh-huh. Sugar's sweet. Uh-huh. And Jillian Anderson is breathtakingly gorgeous. She, she is attractive. Unfortunately. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, that, that she, she's ageless. She has in, in over the, over the period of time since we've last seen her in this role, she has sculpted. I want to say that the, the, the effects of age are apparent, but she's still, she's still flawless. She is. In my she is. And sadly, I cannot watch the show with Renee nearby <laughs> because as much as, as much as I enjoy looking at Jillian Anderson, Renee despises listening to Jillian. Anderson. she finds, she, she, we were, I was watching it. She was over there at the sewing machine. She says, now I remember why I could never get into this show when it was on originally. Because that woman's voice annoys the hell out of me. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, she's... I would pay good money for Jillian Anderson to talk to me for about a half hour. <laughs> I, I... Just, just berate me for a half... I would be like, alright, I'm up. The, the, the third episode, I, I, I think you'll dig. I enjoyed it. There were some... I was finishing it when, uh... Renee came back downstairs, so she, she did hear some of it and, and the conversation between, uh, Mulder and, uh, the, the monster of the week was quite entertaining. She, she enjoyed that a lot because it didn't really involve Scully too much, but I, I really enjoyed the third episode. I'm looking forward to catching the fourth. Um, I think it's, it's a, it's a good return. It's, it's well worth it. Um, there's been a lot of criticism online, but, does that really surprise no, you? No, it does not. It's not like you're paying for it, but that's that's not um, a reason to 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 bitch. But I, I'm enjoying it. Um, it 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 feels like the old X Files to me. I love that they're using they, they didn't even skip a beat. They're just reusing the old intro. And why not? It's all young and just. I was, I was a little bit disappointed that the, uh, the, the splash at the end, the truth is out yep. there, that it, that it didn't change. Because that was the thing back in uh, the original run, that the, the wording would change on certain episodes on that screen. Oh, really? Well, yeah, really it, it wouldn't know, it wouldn't always say that the truth is out there or trust no one. There would be other things in there too. Yeah. So, but no, I, I really, really enjoy it. And this Sunday is another big night in terms of TV. This Sunday? Walking Dead comes yes, back. It yes. Yes. yes, it does. Yes. Uh... Yes, it does. I read uh, an interview with uh, Rick, and he said that the uh, there was a script, and I believe it's... The finale. The season, yeah, season six made finale. Him, made, him, made him sick to six. I saw that. Yeah. I, I'm wondering. I will obviously, I, I'm, 
I'm cl- I, How far did you get in the book? Dude, the first trade. I just, it's, oh. and, and it's the first trade, the first like five, six issue trade. It's not like it's, it's the compendium or anything like that, the collection. Right. Um, I'm thinking it's either, it, it's either Carl's eye. Yeah. Uh, or his hand. Although why, no, maybe not. Um, or I don't think anything happens to Daryl, but yeah, no, I think, I think it has to do with Carl. You're probably right, but they could be really devious pricks and take away all our feelings of well-being for Glenn and take him out at the end. But I did hear that um, someone is not signed on for the next season. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michelle? Nope. Maggie? Nope. Male or female? Male. Well, it can't be Rick. No. Glenn. Nope. One of the unkillables, or at least we so thought. Uh, well, damn, who the hell is left? Uh, I'll give you a big hint. He rides a motorcycle. I said Daryl. Did I say Daryl? I thought I said Daryl. No, you didn't say Daryl. Yeah. Um. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how true it is. It was on the Facebook, so oh, take it with yeah. a grain of salt. But, I mean, he hasn't signed for the next season. Which would, you know, actors got to do what they got to do. Yeah. If 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 you are tiring of the role, by all means, seek other other roles. But uh, in terms of a, uh, a hit to the show, it's going to be a big one if it, if it actually happens. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, he's one of the reasons why the minion was watching it. And then I think like the, the, the third of, <laughs> why do I always laugh when you say minion? I pictured this little, little yellow dude. guy. Yeah. Uh, no, Joe's not yellow. The, the, uh, I know he bounced when, uh, they were on their way to terminus. So, uh, but I, I told him this season, sixth season, I'm like, this is, this is a good time to come back. Alexandria is a good time to, to pick it up again. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to get back to it. The, I just hope they get through the meat jacket phase really quickly. Cause that is boring as hell to me. The, where, where we saw them last walking out of the house with the meat jackets on, you know, and they're, 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 they're the, the kid is like, mom. Oh God. Mom. That kid's gotta go. Like that kid. just reach around and cover that little fucker's <laughs> mouth. It doesn't take just much. Leave him behind. It's just. There you go, even better. Just let him, let him. Do like Alan did. You know, children shouldn't play with dead things and push your damn sister into the zombies <laughs> to get away. It's sacrifice your son. He's little. That is it. I'm excited for that. Sorry. So Walking Dead on Monday, on Sunday night. Monday <laughs> night, there is no Supergirl. You guys have me frothing at the mouth for Flash. You said Earth 2. There's an Earth 2 in Flash. It, it started this season. You're killing me. Oh, dude. You're, you're killing me because you're not watching it on, on the regular it's TV still, every week. No, I'm not. I'm watching it on it's the DVR that shit. I'm going to have to start. And you know what the good thing about it is? Um, it'll go back if you don't have like the other episodes recorded, like you have the most recent right. one. If, if they play an older one, yeah. I don't know what the, what the schedule is. It'll record that too. Yeah. This is probably second nature to you, but it's amazing to I me technology. That, that, that I can click on a shit. Like I was doing it with sex and drugs and rock and roll. I missed like the first three 
And that that channel re- replaced shit. All oh, the time. FX is not. Yeah, especially a minute after the episode just finished. That's a good show. Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll is really good. Dennis Leary, I love that man. Dennis Leary is a funny dude. Yep, and I love the chick from uh, the the Nickelodeon shows, whatever the hell her name is. His daughter on the show. Oh, She's gorgeous. Okay. Gorgeous, my God. Do you know? I know I teased it on Messenger. I didn't want to actually say it. You can say it to the me. The story they adapted. Well, it was they 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 titled the episode this, and it didn't take over the entire episode, but they adapted one of my all time favorite Superman stories for this episode of Supergirl. What Superman story? Yep. I'm trying to think. It wasn't DC Comics Presents number one. No. No. Which would be that would really be that cool. would be cool. No. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. That was that's like one of my all time favorite DC books. That cover freaks me to fuck out. Was super- yeah, I bought. I bought. I, was, was a I, I remember grabbing that. I have a Whitman version of it. Oh, nice. I I picked it up at the end of um I think it was Thursdays were my paper day because I delivered the grit. Don't Have laugh. Grit? I delivered the grit and the profits I made from, I made a nickel a copy. I would take whatever profits I made and at the end of my route, there was a newsstand, King Joe's, the best newsstand in the history of the planet Earth. Um, and I would just spend all my earnings on comics. Every week I'd get like three or four comics. That would compel me to deliver these stupid newspapers. That was the only thing that compelled me to live. And the, the newsstand was three miles away from my home. Didn't have a bike. I, I sound like an old fart. I don't care. I would deliver the damn papers, walk all the three miles because I, I, I mapped out my route so that that was my last stop, the newsstand. And whatever copies I had left, King Joe would buy them from me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it would be like a trade-off. I wouldn't have many left, like one or two. And, and, you know, he'd say, you know, give me the two copies, take a, a comic or two. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. My mother would eventually pay for them, but still. And it was awesome. And one of the books that I got was DC Comics Presents number one. And I remember reading that thing cover to cover at least like three, four times the day I got it. It was amazing. Damn. The, the Flash Racing Superman yeah. with, with purple and green aliens. I don't even remember the names of them. It was amazing, but anyway, you were saying they adapted. No, your you favorite. were guessing. It wasn't. It wasn't oh. DC Comics presents number one. I was guessing your favorite Superman. Story. One of one of. All right, is it Silver Age? Uh, no, no. It's not. It's it's holy crap! It's mid eighties, so no. Mid eighties, and it involves the Flash, no. or it's, it's the Flash and the Superman. No, it's role. not. It has nothing to do with Flash. Just tell me. For the man who has everything. Get out of here. Yeah. They had Black Mercy and it latched onto Supergirl. And she was dreaming of life on Krypton with her parents. How the hell did they film that? It was, it, it looked great. CGI or like. Oh, the Black, the, the Black Mercy? The Krypton. Oh, well, no, no, it was a set. Oh, man. But it was, uh, it, it, I mean, it didn't take over the entire episode, but it was, it, it's what took Supergirl out for a bit. And, 
And then so Supergirl was in Flash. No, well, sort of. This week, this week on Flash, last night's episode, you had Flash and Harrison Wells from Earth Two, and Cisco Ramon. So Barry and Cisco are from Earth One, our Earth, and or their Earth, and Harrison Wells is from Earth Two. They had to go through the breach to get to Earth Two. While going to Earth 2, a bunch of images flashed across the TV. No. One of those images was Connor Hawk as Green Arrow, because he's going to appear as a future Green Arrow in Legends of Tomorrow. Gorilla Grodd. Okay. Supergirl. Nice. CBS is Supergirl. The John Wesley ship Flash. Get out of here. Yep. For, right from the show? Right from the show. Oh. Jonah Hex. Get the who's hell going, who's, the movie. No, 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 no. He's going to appear also on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, and a Legion flight ring. Get out of here. Did they show what hand it was attached no. to? No. No, it was just, it was, it was very dark. So it could be just, it could have been, you know, as if they were handing it to a new legionnaire, it could have been Booster Gold. I don't know. I don't say that. I won't say that. Uh, I mean, I like Booster, but I would rather see the Legion, Le- Legion proper. Uh, so, so, and then they end up in Earth 2. So this season has been all about Earth 2 because with, at the end of, at the end of the first season, well, you, you'll get to that. So when you get to the beginning of this season, things aren't reset. But you're reintroduced to characters from the first season and, and you find out that, uh, and Earth 2 is, is really, Earth 2 is, is the old Earth 3. It's the mirror universe because everybody's kind of opposite. Um, the, uh, Dr. Light is a, is from Earth yeah. Two? No, no, it's here. It, it's Linda Park because Linda Park. I don't know if you're up to her part yet on on the first season of Flash, but she she works at the newspaper. She's and and she dates Barry for a little bit, but she's not evil or a metahuman. But on Earth Two, she is she Asian. Yes, sweet. She uh, she <laughs> she is she 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 is a metahuman and 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 she's evil because she's working for. uh for the person who's the threat in the second season, but Earth Two, it, it's a two-parter. They're um, they're on Earth Two. You're introduced to uh, character uh, the characters that you've seen all throughout the first two seasons, uh, and their alter egos. It's 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 been a, a a fun ride. This this week was just fantastic. Next week continues it. Uh, the names that are just being dropped as far as the characters are introducing and, and, uh, and who's been on the show. The Flash is pretty much, I mean, I'm enjoying the hell out of Supergirl. It's not the best thing on TV, but I'm having fun with it because it's, it's a ritual for you though. Monday night, you're there with the cat. Yeah, seriously. She watching, doesn't, she, she doesn't watch Flash with me, but it's like, oh, Supergirl. All right. Let me, let me get on bed. Let me get on the chest. And it's like, and we're just chilling. So that's, that's definitely. 
Every, she knows Supergirl's on, so that's what we're chilling and watching. And, and, uh, but, but the Flash is absolutely hands down. My, I mean, Agents of Shield has been really strong. I mean, it's on hiatus right now, but Agents of Shield this season has been very good. I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed the, um, the, the, uh, direction they've taken some of the characters. It's still Agents of Shield, but the Flash is without a doubt the funnest, uh, most enjoyable comic book based TV show. Um, I, I, I get to watch every week. I, I, I look forward to Tuesdays of all days, but I, it's just the Flash. It's just, I am so happy something like this exists on my TV and, and it, they're just, I, I poo pooed it. After. You did. You did. I know. And, and there's so many, and it's, there are, it's not because it's, oh, it's, it's a comic book show. You must enjoy it. It's, first of all, anybody who knows me, who's my flash? Wally. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> so that's, you have, you have, Barry Allen is, is, it's the, not Wally. It's not Wally. Uh, you have, that doesn't freaking surprise me at all. Because Hal is your Green Lantern. Right. And Wally was a mopey. My Wally was on Teen Titans. Hey, no. He was, dude, he was, hi, Raven. No, I'm okay. Underway, that was not Wally. No, it wasn't because that wasn't Kid Flash. Now, that was Flash. He picked up the mantle. Barry wasn't around anymore. So, yes, so that was, wait, once, once Wally became Flash, he wasn't the same character to me. And, and he still wasn't my Flash, but, more people recognize the Flash as well. Absolutely. And just like most kids would probably recognize John Stewart as Green Lantern thanks to the cartoon. So there are, I, I know there aren't, you say Green Lantern to people, they're either going to say John Stewart or no. Kyle Rayner. No. You're, you're going to say Guy Gardner, but not everybody's. Just to piss you off, but that's not what <laughs> pops up in my mind. When you say Green Lantern, I think Hal. Because I've trained you well, but the, Comics have trained me That's well. That's true. That's all right. <laughs> and, and so yeah. it's, it's, you have, um, but that's the thing with Flash though. You say Flash, I think Wally. I don't think Barry. I think of Barry as somebody who died in a miniseries yeah. that I didn't really understand when it first came out. Really? I wasn't a DC fan when Crisis came out. I read it because everybody else was, but a lot of it had to be explained I, to me I, because I was a Marvel I th- guy. I thought you were more. I thought you were more submerged than that when Crisis came around, but okay. Not in the... Well, I mean, Commandy was on, what, the first issue of Crisis? So, yes, then after that... Yeah, no, I was I was big into DC, but it wasn't the the mainstream DC books. Like, I read Justice League when when there was nothing else to buy, so to speak, but the books I would pull off the shelf from DC, House of Mystery, House of Secrets, Commandy... I would get all those first issue specials like Cobra and Atlas and anything weird from DC. I would read it. Okay. But like their, their team books, like I didn't get into the Legion until I was at least 20 years old. I never wow. read them, never read them back in the day. No, that was that, that goofy book with 10,000 characters and they were all. See, I have to thank my, um, my aunt and, and, uh, her, her old law partners. Mother for going to the flea market for, for bringing me a lot of the DC books that 
that I read. So, I mean, that Legion. The war books, I would eat those up. Like, yeah. I bought the, I bought the DC books that people would throw in right. to, to trades to sweeten the right. pot. That's it. Like, I, I didn't, top tier never worked. But I have to say, the, the hundred page giants, I bought them I all. I love the dollar books, especially world's yeah. finest, man. If I, if I could find, man, I just, you could give me a stack of world's finest or Batman family and I just, I'll go in a corner. I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet for days. I just, yeah. it's towards the end though. World's finest got really nasty. Well, it was also just Batman and Superman team. I mean, it was just the single issues. I mean, it was just yeah. a single, this is a regular 22 page comic book. Around the time of the Batman movie, uh, world's f- was it was it around that long? What, it could have been before the Batman, the, the Tim Burton Batman movie. World's Finest was pitiful, and it was all just yeah, they were just they were just mopey, done in one stories. They weren't, yeah, they did, no, there, there was nothing, there was no pizzazz. But but as far as the Flash TV show, it's it's Barry Allen, it's um, it's the, the Easter eggs, the name drops, just every little thing. I mean, you know. I, I actually give a crap about a dude who's named dude playing a dude who, who's who, I give a crap about Cisco Ramon, who in the comic books is the character vibe from one of the lowest points of the Justice League of America's publication history. Not that many you, people would say that. You better hide depending on who you say that to. Because there are people that love that. Run. It's it's fine to love it. It doesn't mean it was yeah. right. It was like it's it, it gypsy. What? It's, I mean, you could have done anything, and it would have been a step up after Justice League Detroit. But yet, you go in 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 this direction, and and it just it it. Anyway, I think I remember Martian Manhunter being the savior of that run. He was, he was, and and then he continued that in in the Giffen Mateus Justice League. But it was just, it, it was like, all right, so everybody from the Justice League is leaving. There's no more Justice League of America. But wait, as long as one founding member is still standing here, <laughs> that member. Can reinstate and, and, and bring the Justice League of America back. So I, Aquaman, am deeming this. Don't you shit on Arthur. The Justice League of America featuring Steel, Steel's grandpa's black friend. <laughs> the dude just stood at the, at, at the computer terminal. That was, that, that and made sure he that was, Steel didn't rust. And then you had. He was good he at was it. He was good at it. Uh, Gypsy vibe. One of my favorite things about for the Chuck Patton art, I enjoyed the hell out of. But it was uh I remember Arthur and Mira arguing constantly. <laughs> That's the thing I take take away from that run. Domestic problems for Aqua. And then he bounced. He bailed. Yeah, he left. And you had um, like the five fingered demon fight Zatanna, and you had. Uh, um the Citadel? Or was it the Cabal? But you, I, I thought there were some pretty cool bad guys. But, um, yeah, then Arthur left and that's when Martian Manhunter came out. And then you had the, 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 the awesome Luke McDonald art, uh, and Ivo looking all 
And then he, he, he basically, he starts killing off the members of, of the Justice League. And then, oh, lo and behold, we're just going to, and now we're going to tie it right into Crisis on Infinite Earth so it can end. And, and, oh, Legends, Legends, right before Legends. You know, I should really go back and read, reread Crisis. I, I've never held you know that what? series okay. in high esteem. We at should. All. So that's, I don't know if Jason will be up to this. We'll have to ask him when he wakes up, but I don't know if he'll, um, I don't know if he'll be up for a crisis reread because we were discussing behind the scenes. We were discussing another event, a more recent event that we would reread. Yeah. Well, let's tell them. I, I happen to reread 52 number like one to say five. I just pulled them out of a box and I was like, I forgot how good it was. And, uh, you know, just a refresher. 52 is really good. I mean, it's, I would call it great. It's, it, it, it's actually a great series. And, and even more amazing, it was a weekly. Yep. Which boggles my mind. It was, it was everything that the later weeklies were not. Yep. And, uh, just revisiting it, it just refreshed my memory on just how amazing it actually was. And I said to the guys, you know, somewhere down the line, we should really jump back into this and, and revisit it because I think it's worthy. I think there's, there's, there's a lot there to, to talk about, uh, obviously. Um, and so that's where, what David is talking about. Yes. So we will, cause I'm, I still have my, every so often I flip through a few pages of Grace on Infinite Nurse, but I will, I will read that. I'll reread that and then we can reread 52. Sure. Cause the two are thematically linked. I mean, there, there, there are concepts that play out in both of those that are kind of, you know, in the zone. Well, because, well, what, what 52 happens was a, a, a bit of a reset, but the, in, in a lot of ways, what happens at the end of Christ on Infinite Earths ties into Infinite Crisis, and then at the end of Infinite Crisis, right, that's where we get right. 52. So, I really don't... And, it, and it's really odd. I reread Commanding number 50 the other day, and that ties into 52. Really? Yeah. You know, by that, by Commanding number 50, the readership had dwindled to almost, like, Jack left. Yeah, who was the right? creative team? Um... Let's see, 50. It's right here. Um, I think it's, well, Ernie Buckler and Alcala did the cover, but the guts are done by Dick Ayers and Alfredo Alcala. Uh, who wrote it? I think Jerry Con, no, Denny O'Neill wow. wrote it. Yeah. And by this point, like I said, the um the readership had dwindled to almost nothing. It was like a shadow of what it was when Jack was on the book. But the 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 golden nugget of Commandy Fifty is what readers had been led to uh, assume back in the day that Commandy was the grandson of Buddy Blank, Omac. Wow. Yeah, and in this issue, Tran, uh, Commandy transforms into an Omac with the mohawk and the, the the eye on the chest, and 
I won't go into detail, but thematically, that's the stuff that played out in 52 and later. You know? I mean, OMAX were everywhere in the DC universe around 52. That's, that was the, the hook, right? With, um, uh, what's his name? That, uh, Wonder Woman twisted his head off. Um, come on. Max Lord. Max Lord. Yeah, I, I can never remember that scumbag's name. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, th- this issue, Commandy goes full on OMAC with the Mohawk and everything. And I was like, how many people actually read this? Cause the, they were working on fumes at this point. And I think Commandy went to, was it 61 issues, 62 issues before it ended? I don't even remember, but inertia was propelling the series at this point. And Giffen, to bring up somebody we talked about, actually jumped on, I think it was around issue in the forties and tried to, did his best, uh, com- uh, Jack Kirby impersonation. Like he did on OMAC and, and later series, but, um, they tried to, to recapture that, that Kirby feel, but I guess it just didn't work because the series was not long for, uh, the world. But yeah, Commandy is Buddy Blank's grandson. Wow. You didn't know that? I did not. Come on. Are you serious? It does it's not true. Ring a bell. It's true. Yep. So Flash, great show. I gotta catch up. Um, what was the last trying... thing you saw? Oh boy, episode five of the first season, I think. That's it. Yeah, you know my time is limited. That's true. I mean, if if I don't get it done at like one two in the morning, it doesn't get done. That's gonna soon change. But more on that later. <laughs> 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 Yeah, let's, uh, Jason, my boy. I, th- I think we gotta stick a fork in him. Yeah. I wonder if he's like drooling all over his arm or something. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't have the portfolio open. He's going full on Homer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, everyone you know, your family and people on other planets can get, imagine the shipping, can get their books and collectibles at a fraction of the cover price, such as from Image, it's the goddamn trade paperback volume one, subtitled The Flood. Remember, this is a mature reader's book. Um, you can have it for $4.99. Collects the first five issues of Aaron and Guerra's awesome series. Uh, Dynamite is serving up the Gold Key Alliance. Woot woot, I'm so excited for this. Phil Hester, Brent Peebles, uh, cover price, $3.99. It's what you would expect to pay for a Dynamite book. But in this instance, you can bring it into you, the confines of your abode for $1.99. And last, but not intended to be least by any means, Robert Venditti, Raul Allen. It's the Wrath of the Eternal Warrior, a great series. This is a volume one, Risen, cover price $9.99, your price $4.99. Jump on that and quickly. Um, in your travels, 
I'm at a loss. Are you really? Yes, because everything I read for this week has had not been published in the past 20 years. So, well, it's a perfect uh, opportunity to tell people to uh, hit those back issue bins. Yeah. Especially in C2E2. Sure. There's always something good in there. Um, why, for the love of Kirby, would you pay $3.99, $4.99 for a new book when you can possibly get five books for the same price, all of which, my guess is, are way better than the stuff you're going to get. I mean, I'm not trying to, to, to poo poo the new books, but let's be honest. Older stuff, these guys have an edge on the new guys. Oh yeah. They do. So, so pilfer through your back issue bins, bring yourself home a bunch of great stuff. If they don't hit the mark, you didn't pay much for it anyway. But the ones that do, chances are real good. You're going to get a new mission and you're going to scoop up an entire series just because you saved money on one book. See, it's a double edged sword. You get a book for cheap, but then you're in for the entire series because um, a lot of the great stuff of the past has yet to be collected. Tons of stuff has, but there's the majority of those those uh, older books have not been collected. There's really no demand. Therefore, they are not published. But you, savvy comic book reader and collector that you are, know that there's gold in them boxes, and you should go searching for it. But I will say, uh, and David can probably riff on my intro, go read Pencil Head number one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I read it the other day and, um. Did you love it? It was something. I, I, I really did enjoy <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh. She has a real pretty face. It's, uh, it's like, <laughs> damn, I left my booster seat in the other car. It's, uh, it's crazy. I, I really, really like it. I, um. Doesn't read like anything out there. No, no, but it's. The line work is is tight. It's surprisingly tight, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, it does not. Like when I think of McKeever, this isn't what I, right? What I expect, but it's it's way cool. I I, I enjoy it's it. More, far more sculpted than than we're used to from him. Yeah, um, I think both, both approaches actually. But I definitely no. I I I echo everything you said last week. I I recommend cool. it for sure. Um, man, in your travels, I could go with. He actually disconnected. Yes, he did. Well, how did that happen? We were we were talking. I was going to tell you after. Oh, he sent a message? Yeah. Aww. Oh, well. I'm a little sad. I know. He didn't like my Legion. That's... <laughs> no, that's, that's, the, you know, that's sad. I, I would, I, I know his, his tastes and his sensibilities and I, I knew, I knew when I picked no, the Legion. No, no, dude, it, he was. No, I know. <laughs> Yes, he, a, he had a he have, he had a very busy week, which meant I should have picked something that would at least kind of get him into the conversation. I don't know if anything, but I didn't. It's, it's okay. He's going to listen to this. He's going to be like, you know what? I really do. I, I need I need to give, uh, I need to give the Legion a shot. 
I blame him. We myself. will, we will, we will get him to read some Legion in Chicago. We will pick some up for him so that he will read it. After I, I feel like Legion's going to go over as well as Doctor Who with him. I, I, I just have a feeling. I don't think he's going to. He's an X Men fan. Yes. So it's the, the approach is far different than the, the X Men. I mean, their their poster boy is this violent killing machine with blades that pops out of his a very particular specific point of his of his hands that that they pop out and and you don't have that maybe i think an easier sell with him would be the the legion the acronym book with lobo, with lobo and vril and, and, and vril is vril is a dick yeah, and you know and, and he's used to that with cyclops so yeah Bert, Bert's like a potato that has been left in the bag for far too long and got the eyes grown on it. Like, what is, what's going on with Bert? Did anybody figure that? I, I love the, the Legion run. Yep. The acronym. Yep. I really got to get oh, all yeah. those. Yeah, that'd be cool. We don't talk about Kitson enough. No, no, we don't. We don't. Uh, in your travels, I'm going to go with, um, Squadron Supreme. I read the third issue today. And oh, did it come out today? It's, no, no, it came out, uh, I think maybe last week. I think you'll like the third issue. Um, they have a showdown between the Squadron Supreme and the Uncanny Avengers. Uh, <laughs> Are you surprised? No, no, <laughs> sadly. But it's... Um, Nighthawk has to uh get the team together because in the second issue everybody's kind of split off and Hyperion is thinking about you know traveling the country and um because it works so well for JMS and then you have uh Dr. Spectrum is is uh goes to Egypt because her were on her earth um the pyramids are still resplendent and 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 the sphinx haven't been damaged and she can't believe that 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 we let it get this bad um blur is zipping around the cities trying to you know just just taking it all in so when the avengers show up uh they're all facing nighthawk and uh deadpool sitting there with a wildlife book and he goes are you supposed uh, are you supposed to be a hawk because you 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 look like a bat, if you ask me. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's funny because he's Batman. So, uh, you have, um, you have the Avengers facing off against the Squadron Supreme. And you think, you know, hey, that, that's a pretty, they both have speedsters on the team. So that right there kind of tells you the teams are a little more evenly matched than most other, not every team's got a speedster on it. Uh, not every team needs it. That is true. That is true. So you had, that's, yeah, you're right. So, um, unless you have one power at a time, then you got, you know, Ultra Boy. So you have the, uh, <laughs> lame, <laughs> that's gotta be the lamest power ever. I, I'm everything. I'm everything. Only just, uh, in measured doses. Which is why, literally. which is why I need a flight ring because I can fly, but that means I can't be strong or vulnerable right. at the same time. So let me do that. Give me a goddamn ring. No, seriously, yeah, pick one thing and go with it. <laughs> make, make, make work be your favorite thing. 
six inches. You have, um, so yeah, so everybody has to, Nighthawk calls the team together and they're going to, um, fight the Avengers. It's, poor Ultra it's, it's, there's no poor Ultra. He's, uh, and, and you have, um, there's a pretty cool couple pages spent on, uh, on the fight between Blur and Quicksilver. Uh, then the original Human Torch shows up to try to end the, uh, the fun. But right before the Avengers and Shield and Jim Hammond and Shield can, uh, dispose of our heroes, our heroes because it's their book, uh, they're whisked away to another place. Uh, because you have, um, oh, basically the squadron were being, uh, scouted. They, they, they were, um, outs. Yes, they were being scouted. Somebody was, was, was watching them, monitoring them, stalking them because, uh, this individual figured that the squadron could help her f- uh, fix things back on her world. That's kind of weird. And uh, Thundra and Tyndale whisk the squadron away at the end of the third issue. And we end up, after leaving the Uncanny Avengers, which are in every Marvel book, they now have landed on Weird World, which is in every other oh, Marvel nice. book. So yeah, but see, I don't have. Unlike the Uncanny Avengers, I really don't have a, po- a problem with Weird World being in every Marvel book. I know. Uh, so the last page, the last two pages are pretty cool. Uh, but you know, especially since this squadron is made up of the survivors of other planets. And now here we are on weird world. And this is the same Hyperion that was in Hickman's Avengers because he and, uh, Captain old man have, uh, have a few words with each other. Um, answer this question. Yes. Um, if you were Marvel editorial, right. And you had such a rich concept like battle world, why would you let it go away? Why would they not keep Battle World in continuity? Isn't is, is there is there an answer to that question that makes any kind of sense? You have the potential for a heartstring pulling crossover at any point because it was created for the fans. It was created for the fans of all these storylines of the past that we all know and love, a repository for everything that's good about Marvel Comics, and they make it go away. Why? I don't get it. Why not make it a rogue planet where, yeah, you know, it it, it comes around every five years or four years or something. Just have it on this huge orbit where, you know, it'll come into proximity, we'll do our crossovers, and then it goes away. And then we can wait for it to come back because we know there's that orbit. It's coming back at a certain point. And we have our awesome crossovers again. And then, like, why not? 
Why, why would you dispense with something so good? I, I, I don't understand it. Um, they, there is a comic book right now that Marvel is publishing called Contest of Champions. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is the aftermath of Secret Wars and the collector and grandmaster are using the remnants of Battleworld. Okay. As their base of operations. That's cool. Um, but yeah, there, but, there have been, there have been. Is this an ongoing or? Yeah, is this cause they're up to issue, issue eight, I think. Good. I, I stand corrected then. Keep this thing going. But I don't know how good it is. I read the first issue. Who was in the first issue? The first issue was the, um, Maestro. Um, and I'll have to get back to you because Maestro's on the cover. Has this been collected yet? I don't think it's been collected yet. Get on that. I want to read it. Um, but yeah, Marvel's website has up to issue eight. Who's doing this book? It's, it's kind of like an anthology. There are a couple of different. Oh, uh, even better. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Ewing is, is the main writer. Paco Medina was the artist on the main story in the first issue. Venom's in it. I remember I I flipped through the first issue. Um, but yeah, I have, I have a few of them. I haven't really, um, is that stick? That's stick versus Electra. Get out of here. Why am I not reading this? I do not. The man who trained Daredevil versus the woman who loved Daredevil in issue Shit. four. Issue four is written by Al Ewing and your cover artist is Victor Abenez. I don't know if that also means the. It doesn't ring. No, up. Paco Medina is the, uh, is the interior artist. So yeah. So that's that, that. See, this is the joy of doing this show that I discover things that I, I was previously unaware. Hold on. Is it in, is it in the Marvel previews? Uh, let's see. Pulling mine out here. We are so ready to do this show. <laughs> Everything is at our fingertips. We got Force Works, which probably three people are going to order. <laughs> Lots of apocalypse things this month. X Factor, uh, trade paperback collecting, um, the whole lead in to X Factor with, uh, Avengers, Fantastic Four, um, one to nine of X Factor. That's a worthwhile purchase, I think. Then you have Age of Apocalypse, which was the later series. Um, the Rise of Apocalypse, which I love. But I don't see... Um, they still sell them that Jim Lee X-Men stuff. <laughs> of course they are. It never goes out of style. No, I don't see any Contest of Champions here. I'm not really feeling Star Brand the Night Mask. No, not drawn like that, No. Oh, here it is. Contest of Champions number seven. Uh, the ultimate fighting starts now, covered by Ron Lim. No! After the cataclysmic events Get of the last issue, Battle Realm will never be the same, but Earth's ultimate super team has discovered the contest, and they don't like it at all. Is this- Dude, you said Ron Lim. No shit! Is it the end of Ma- of- of Maestro, of Maestro's dream of power, <laughs> or the start of a whole new contest of champions? Fan fave writer Al Ewing combines oh. two of his new series into one can't miss epic. Variant cover by Ron Lim. 
Oh, variant. Screw that. Is that the, is that the cover? No, that's that. That's the Pacquiao Medina cover is kind of nice. Yeah, no, it's nice to see Maestro with the shield. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, and all this accoutrement. Um, even the yeah, interior looks kind of nice because that's uh, Roll Marcellius. And yeah, and there's, and there's more to the fight from Electra and Stick. Yep. And she's picking up bullseye cards. And she's showing a lot of skin. Well, yeah, she's... She's Electra. She's Greek. Yeah. Oh, no, she's Greek. That's why. <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> she's not Asian. I'm getting one single issue from Marvel. What? The Dark Tower stuff. Oh, okay. I get that in single issues. I can't quit that. But I gotta say, I, love this I saw the, the, uh, the Art Adams cover for Guardians of the Galaxy 7 with Rocky Grimm Space Ranger on top of the dinosaur. Uh-huh. Oh my god. I, I must get this. I don't know about single issues, but I'll get that trade. But, I mean, we talked about this, I think it was last week. This all new, all different Marvel stuff. It's not roping me in. It's it's not doing the job. Some of it is. Some of it's some of it's fine by me. Some of it is. The only stuff that that's working for me is the stuff that you guys are nudging me towards. But I mean, on looks alone, I don't know if it wasn't for Doctor Strange, which I did get the hardcover. I cannot refuse Chris Pacello. And, and Jason Aaron. Right. But the other stuff, I, I, when Spider-Man doesn't work for me, that's a very big cause for concern. Because the fact that Spider-Man's not working taints everything else. I know. Uh, I like this Gwenpool thing. I think the cover is fantastic. Um, I don't know who Gurahiru is, but the cover's magnificent. Yeah. Did you see yeah, that? The cover the is nice. It's amazing. It's a really nice cover. But again, Gwenpool, I don't I don't I know. know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna read that. Um Yeah, they're certainly milking the Guardians. Rightly so. Why wouldn't they? Right? I think that this Marvel previews, which is uh issue seven for books shipping in uh April kind of spoils with San- what Sanford talked about, what he hinted at last episode about the big thing going down in issue three. It's it's pretty much spoiled for you. No. Right yeah. I wouldn't look at it if I were you. But the cover is a dead giveaway of what's going on. So, yeah. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't look at the Marvel previews. Well, I've always said that. That's a catch-22. How do you promote a book successfully and not spoil its contents? How do you depict on the cover anything that goes on in the issue without letting the cat out of the bag? It's really difficult. Back in the day, we had Amazing Heroes, yeah. which, which would... Not show they, every cover. No, they wouldn't show every cover, but they would keep the 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 uh, promo copy kind of vague. Very vague. Yeah, like something happens this issue, there's a villain and stuff goes down. 
And it was basically cookie cutter. Like every solicitation was pretty much the same, more, more or less. They didn't really, they would tell you the creative team, but they wouldn't really let that cat go roaming around out of that bag. Today, with the internet, everybody expects, like the solicitations are up for the month after the next month while the previews is still out for this mm-hmm. month. It's, it's just crazy. I want to talk about one thing before we go. Uh-huh. I'm looking through this Legion annual and there's an advertisement, um, for something called, they, these were produced by Takara. And if you collect toys, you know who Takara is. Uh, Mr. Campbell is going, yeah, I know who Takara is because Takara, um, uh, obviously a Japanese company, make some of the finest toys available anywhere, especially the robot stuff. But anyway, um, these things were called triple flips. They were magnetic games, kind of like a three-in-one type deal. You would get, um, you would pick a theme, like say um, monsters, and the monsters game had three different games in it. The one you'd flip over, like there'd be a hinge, and there'd be a a, a, a movable element to it where you can f- see one game board, pick up the corner, flip it over, it'd be another game board, flip up another one, it'd be another game board. Like the monsters had Curse of the Pyramid, Vampire Attack, and Escape f- Escape the Evil Castle. And I remember seeing this advertisement. When these books were originally published, this is again 1982. I had never, ever, in all my years of collecting toys, I've never seen one of these things. And I'm wondering, did they actually ship? Were this, was this actually a thing? Because I have not seen one in a store. Now, granted, I never Googled it, which I'll probably do after the show. That would have been a wise thing to do before I opened my big mouth, but it's me. Right. Uh, and I saw the ad back in, in, in during this time and I was like, wow, I really got to keep an eye out for these things because they use the creature from the Black Lagoon as one of their characters in this comic strip. I was like, this is for me. Never. I've never seen them. Have you seen them? Triple flips? It sounds familiar, but no, I don't think I've ever seen them. They were, they were like games that you took in the back of the car on family trips. Because the pieces were magnetic and, you know, you couldn't lose them because the boards right. were, were metal. Uh, well, in theory, you couldn't lose them. We lost stuff. And, and, and there was like 10 different versions of these things. A sports, a horses, more sports. Uh, they were really adventurous with their titling. Uh, great adventures, auto racing, monsters, disasters, police rescue, Sci fiction and wild animals. And the thing was, if you bought two of them, you sent in the coupon and you got one free. The regular offer was you bought three and you got one free. And yet I've never, ever, ever seen one of these things in the flesh. So people tell me, did these really exist or did they, did Takara just float a lead balloon in the States and they didn't go over. I don't know. I would like to, to hear from anyone who actually has one of these things. Hmm. I just want to put triple flips in the show notes because that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking to end anytime soon. Well, that's apparent. 
Yeah, this is my, this is my one moment, uh, my one couple hours of, of, uh, joy in the middle of a week of shit. So let's not end. If you got time, brother, I can stay. I can stay all night. <laughs> don't leave me. Real. Don't, leave. don't leave me, David. I don't want to go back to Hold work. Me. <laughs> it's hell. Oh my God, it's hell. What am I doing here? What the hell am I doing here? Not, not, not with you. I mean, everything else. You were the one decision, the one good decision I made. <laughs> that's, depending on how you look at it, that's pretty sad or it's actually very happy. I don't know. <laughs> I say it's happy. Cause you're my, you're my brother. Aww. Yeah, and I got to get to work on that thing we talked about before. When I when I get a moment, I will. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about? You, do me a favor and float something out there because I've been doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> I think I, I, so silly. I think that's where we end it. Okay. David wants to go. It shall be done. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. If you really liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes review. Even if you have some kind of criticism, we're up for that. We, we always want to get better, improve our craft, uh, such as it is. Come back with us next week because we, as always, will be waiting for you right here in these very seats with, with bated breath, waiting for you to open the door and we will greet you with big hugs and comic talk. So come back as usual. Say goodnight. How about that Daniel Bryan thing? Wasn't that sad? Sorry. David. Good night. You're going, how about that Daniel Bryan thing? Wasn't that sad? David. Oh, amazing. Uh, say goodnight. Uh, Bye. Bye. We love you so much. Bye, yo. Bye. Come back. Maybe we can talk about something that will uh, incite um, Jason to contribute next week. Yeah, well, we've got to go talk him in. Maybe next week uh, we'll talk about Harrow County. He uh, okay. It will, be, <laughs> it will be done next week. I'm not. I'm not reluctant to read it. I don't know. It's just. It's just that you know, finding the time to do I so. Know. I will. I will read it. I promise. That's it. And I need a device on which to read it because I don't have an iPad anymore. Why not? My son took it. He's got he's got the Surface and the iPad that's, now. Yeah, that's. He's a, he's gonna follow in your footsteps. Ugh. He's a, he's a total David A. Price. He's gonna be an IT dude. Definitely gonna be an IT dude. There are worse things to be. No, that's a good profession. Hey, he's not gonna be. Uh, at a lack for work. That's for sure. That is for so, sure. Yeah. Bye, people. Lady we all. love you. Bye. Cheers.